Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Tuesday, Tuesday, what is up, friends? How we doing? What's up, D-Gun? D-Gun's doing a Stevie Wonder. That's right. Hey, don't make, don't make fun of Stevie. Stevie <laughs> was a musical genius. It was. Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Is. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Stevie, don't make fun of Stevie. Stevie Wonder, a musical genius. Yeah, he, he, he did a good Stevie Wonder back in the day. That's for sure. Hey, first uh, of all, yeah. shout out to my boy Lane Johnson. I just texted him. Um, inducted into the Senior Bowl Hall of Fame. Mm. Shout out to Lane. And, and secondly, did you did you have, go through that storm last night? Yes. I mean, dude, we here. I don't know about you. I had to close curtains and stuff. And I'm sitting on the couch, bro. I'm looking at lightning, and I'm hearing pow just mm-hmm. all around me up at like two thirty in the morning, man. Yeah. And I'm like, this is it. This is it. <laughs> Armageddon is upon us. Well, I, so I'm. I was on the air on WIP last night, and our studios overlook the Schuylkill River and the Schuylkill Trail and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking out. You know, like I, I, my back is usually to it, but periphery, I can sort of see some stuff. And it was like, you know, it was like the Fourth of July. Excuse me, fireworks. Uh, and it was bad. And I, and I usually don't even notice that stuff when i'm on the air man but it was bad and then i'm driving home and there are trees down like on main yeah. roads from from the median trees had fallen over and it was it was bad i hope everybody's all right out there yeah dude i mean at one point the wind picked up and it was like this has got to be a tornado somewhere nearby i mean mm-hmm. for like about a good five ten minutes because i i had to go through like Four different rainstorms last night. It yeah. was like it was like raining sideways. Then it would let up. Then it would come back again. I'm like, my goodness. At least I don't have to water all my plants and and and, and uh, veg- vegetables for yeah. the next three or four days. Yeah, you don't need to worry about that. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's plenty of hydration for our for our friends here. Uh, that's for sure. So Tone digs the rain. He's a rain guy. Truly enjoyed yeah. the storm. Rain is my thing. Okay. Okay. That tells, see, Tone tells me that's that tell me Tone was living in an apartment somewhere. See? <laughs> you see, in the yeah. apartments, you don't worry about that stuff. See, uh-uh. nope. but you in a house, oh my goodness, is the furniture blowing away? What's yep. gonna trip over? All yep. this matter of fact, matter of fact, we had water like coming down, raining down in my, my fireplace uh the other day when it was storming. And so my son-in-law's outside said, Hey Derek, look up. So one of the rain pieces of the rain gutter has detached. And it's on an angle, so water's going down the gutter and going towards the, the chimney. 
Yeah. And it's coming down. So now I got a, one of my guys, a handyman guys, is coming out hopefully today or tomorrow. And just read the, the gutters have never been touched. The house was built in 1997. So you know it's about time. Yeah. You know, yeah. Between the snow and all the rain, it through held the up year. pretty well, actually, for you know, for that that long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. You know. I hear you. Uh, say hi to all our friends. What's up, Christy? What's up, Adam? Uh, what's up, Gigi? Uh, JM. What is up, Fitness Rebel? What is up, Brendan? Our guy, Brendan. What's up, Tyler? What's up, everybody? If I missed anybody, I'm, I'm John. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, but I, it's, it's going fast and furious, as it always is. So I hope you guys are doing great. We appreciate you hanging out. Good uh, good show today. We have uh, we get Ben Davis coming up at 1 o'clock. So that should be fun. But, yeah, it was uh, – it was bad weather-wise last night, um, you know, and it's it's one of those deals where like it, it's it could be loud. It, you, you the pets get scared, you know. It it, it was nuts uh, last night. To show you how bad it is, this one dog we have, the one that flunked doggy daycare, this dog shook uncontrollably for about five hours. I thought the dog was going to go into a seizure or something. Oh God! You know, it starts breathing heavily. Now the other dog, the oversized Chihuahua, nothing phases this dog. He just he he always buries himself under blankets on our couch and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he, he did what he did, buried himself under the blankets. But at one point, the thunder and the lightning was so bad, so loud. All of a sudden, I felt something on the back of my leg when I'm sitting on the couch. He was on the floor under my legs. And I'm like, oh. and then all of a sudden, I'm like, where is he? And I looked in the crates behind us. He wasn't there. He had gone upstairs into the crates in the bedroom. That's how scared he was. <laughs> Now that that's when you know it's bad. When that dog moves, because nothing phases that dog. When that dog moves, you know it's pretty bad, man. I know, I know, man. It is. Uh, it's still. I think we're getting more today too. So who knows? But it didn't. Ha- it didn't. And we were just getting it all day yesterday in this area, and then it finally, you know, started last night. But it was. Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. I haven't cut my lawn, Derek, in like three weeks, maybe. Three weeks. Yeah, and I cut it every week. Because when I was before I left to go away this past weekend, it was raining a ton. I couldn't cut it then. I thought it would hopefully if it's not raining when we've done the show today, I'll 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 bang it out. If not, I'm gonna do it tomorrow. But it's it's it looks like a jungle, man. I gotta I gotta take care of it. So we'll we'll I, I, I get my I get mine cut every week. The guy didn't come last week because on, on both days he cuts. It rained, so he didn't cut. So right now I look like I got an Amazon rainforest out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so he usually comes on a Thursday or Friday. So I can't wait for him to get here this week and get get this down, man. Because you know, GG. To answer your question, he said oversized Chihuahua. My Chihuahua, GG, is like 12, 13 pounds. Most Chihuahuas are like six, seven. You got, and then you got the teacup Chihuahuas, which to me are not, uh, which are not real dogs. Those are what I call anorexic squirrels. You know, <laughs> my sister in law, my sister in law has a teacup Chihuahua that's about this big. You know, you can take a fly swatter and knock that, that dog out of But this dog is 13. I think it is big as he was like 14 and a half pounds, but he's okay. like 12, 15 pounds, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, that, that's funny. All right, so we want to encourage everybody uh, to email us. Tone, let's let's throw it up there. We've got sports take at, uh, sports take Jacob at Gmail. So sports take Jacob at email. Now, we got uh, we got one, right? Uh, guys, we got we got uh, we got something new from from the folks uh, over uh, over the course of the last day or so. So let's uh, let's check. Hey, wait, it out. Let's stop right there. First of all, I'm disappointed. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be flat up honest with you. All right. You know, we 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 got these people stoked last week. They were all on board. Can't wait to do this. Can't wait to do that. 
we haven't had nearly as many as I thought, you know, we could put, choose from. I'm so I'm disappointed by the response. I appreciate those who did respond. I thought we'd get double what we've gotten up to this point. So that's, that's just my, me venting right now. Okay. So let's see. Uh, like I said, we enjoy the pictures of you guys, whatever's going on in your life, any of that kind of stuff. So you want to, we want to bring it up now. So who do we, who is this? Who is that with BG uh, that we have with, with BG? Uh, who is that tone? Uh, hit me up on, uh, on private. So I make sure. I'm getting, oh, I'm sorry. That's Michael Wright. Okay. Michael. So there's Michael with Brandon. He's got the straight out of Philly shirt on representing, uh, Good for you, Michael. That's a cool picture, man. I'm assuming that's maybe Michael's daughter or uh, or significant other. I don't know. Anyway, but good picture. That's a real good picture. That's and I'm cool. not, su- not surprised BG doing his thing with the people. Brandon Graham could run for, for political office in this city if he wants to. Yeah, I believe that man's taking more pictures than any other athlete I can think of that's come through Philadelphia. I think you're right, man. I, what do you think about it? Well, he's he, – he, let's think about this. So, like, Brandon uh, – Kelsey, I don't know. I guess Bryce Harper. Who who would fall into that category that like could run for office in Philadelphia? Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey would definitely win. Bryce Harper is Bryce, but is Bryce Harper? Yeah, he's not. I don't know. He he's great, but he's not. I don't know. I feel like he's that type. Like yeah, he doesn't seem like he's one who's you know just a, a, a bold spokesman. I think he's. Very calculated in what he says. Yeah. Um, and, I don't, and I don't know. I'm just saying based on his interviews, he says all the right things. I would agree. You know, Brandon Graham, he don't care who you are, where you are, day and night, doesn't make a difference. Um, he's out there smiling at people, talking to people. And Jason Kelsey, you know, when I asked him the question last week, he said since, um, this, since this epic Super Bowl speech, it's opened up a whole new Jason Kelsey in terms of being out and about among the people. And now you see Kelsey's everywhere, man. He's got the event this week down in, uh, down at the shore. Yeah. And see um, tomorrow. Speaking, speaking of which, did you see your guy? Um, what's his name? Uh, does the impersonations, um, Joe Cochran. Did you see him doing something with Kelsey yesterday? It was <laughs> last year. It was from last year. Oh, that was last year. Yeah. So what they, t- they had, the, they had a similar event last year down the shore. And Jason appeared with the morning show and Conklin sat next to him and did basically impersonated Jason Kelsey giving oh, the speech. Yes. You know, was- Mike Lombardi. Blah, blah, blah. You know, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Conklin did that uh, right to, and Kelsey's just cracking up as he's yes. doing it. Yeah. Yes. It was great. I just saw it yesterday. I thought it was from this week. No, no, that was last year. Okay. That was last year. So I'm sure they're going to do the same thing. Uh, at the same thing tomorrow. Yes, I, I saw the Twiz. I think it was Twiz put uh, Brian Dawkins on there. No doubt. It, like, if you're doing all time or last 20, 30 years, oh, yeah. Dawkins wins in a landslide. I mean, I think over any anybody else in Philadelphia sports. Would you Would you agree with that? I think Doc, Doc could probably run for governor of the state of Pennsylvania and, and push and make a good push. Um, his passionate speech, speeches, um, his faith, his honesty, his integrity, and of course, he's so open about how he's battled and, and continues to beat depression. Yep, he, he has he has platforms that everybody can relate to, um, and I think Brian Dawkins would be a great political figure. Um, 
I might I might even go so far now as to say Jalen Hurts. Um Jalen Hurts might be a mayor, could be a mayor, maybe a congressman. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts is very surreal, very mature. He gives you answers that make you think, you know, whether you know whether they're comical or not, he gives you answers like, What what did he mean by that? Yeah. What did that mean? You know, like flushing yeah. a deuce, flushing a deuce and stuff. <laughs> I've heard that before in all the years of covering sports. He's I got know. a line ready for any situation. It's it's remarkable. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like uh Tone says hurts uh better suited for the secret service. You're probably right. But because of the platform he's on now, and because he got this team so close to winning a Super Bowl, if he ever wanted to run for office, now would be the time for Jalen Hurts to run for office. He would I be would very, be. very calculated, very mature in his, his comments and his answers. Uh, Chris D said, good with Jalen Hurts for governor and then president. That's a possibility. You mm-hmm. just never know. That's, yeah. I'm, and I'm thinking, who else would make a good political figure on uh, uh, athletes in Philadelphia? Mm. There really aren't any flyers that come to mind. I'm just trying no. to think of um, yeah. if there's any other Eagles. Like Zach Ertz would have, I think, been pretty decent as far as that goes. Communicating, well liked, um, power couple with the wife, with Hugh, Douglas. <laughs> Hugh Douglas. Hugh Douglas. <laughs> Everybody would be partying at Hugh Douglas. Dude, Douglas's campaign. Oh my God. Uh Connor John, good one. Connor Barwin. Connor Barwin. That's, That's a, a good, good one. one. Speed racer. I, I I don't think so. Antonio Brown. I don't think yeah. so. Um Howie oh, for Treasurer. Good point. JM. Howie for treasurer. Howie for treasurer. Let's that see. makes sense. Wow, I, Rob, you've been here longer than I have. I'm just thinking since I've been in this town in '97, athletes would be great political figures. Wow. I know, right? Hey, what about what about uh, oh, Troy oh, Vincent? Oh, Barbara Carroll says McNabb. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Vincent would be a good one. Troy Vincent would be excellent. Troy Vincent, oh my goodness. Troy Vincent is so meticulous, so well thought out. That's a good one. Good one. Yeah, uh, the problem with certain guys, like Chase Utley's too quiet. Yeah, except when he gave that World Series speech. World F champions, yeah. Other Ooh. than that, but he's too quiet, I think. Too quiet. Who else oh, from that, that Philly team? Jimmy Rollins? Like, Jimmy's very dynamic. Yeah. Like, Jimmy's a guy who I could see addressing a crowd, and the crowd would, you know, get into a fervor and vote for him. Like, he, he could he could do well on a campaign trail. Jimmy. Uh, uh, ooh, ooh, this is a good one. Adam is exploits. John Runyon. He was a politician. Yeah. Yes, he was. He was yeah. a congressman for New Jersey. He was. He was. Um, uh, my lot of tone says, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only issue is he, he's not an American citizen. Or yeah. maybe he is. I don't know. But I think Mulatto would just, uh, Mulatto would be more like um, a press secretary. Yeah. You know, um, let's see. Sirianni. Oh, okay. Sirianni would be interesting. Okay. Uh, Ooh, what, what about uh, Flyers head coach, Tortorella? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> See, the problem is you can't be super impulsive if you're a politician. You can't be reactionary. 
wait a minute, that's perfect. All politicians are, are super reactive. Are you kidding me? I don't know that you're supposed to be reactive. Uh, <laughs> oh, Brendan, sa Brendan says Chris Long. I love Chris Long. I think he'd be really funny. Uh, the only problem with Chris Long would be every other one. Boop, boop, yeah, a lot, a lot of he'd be, he'd, ready. he'd be working blue. Yeah, he'd be working blue. That's for sure. Oh man, that's a, that's a good one. It's a good question though. Uh, that spurred out of this. What about let's see, Phillies, Sixers through the year. What about Allen Iverson? Well, Julius Irving would have been the perfect. Oh, that's a great one. Julius Irving would be perfect. What about Iverson? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, um, oh my gosh, back at Bobby Jones, maybe back in the day. I'm just trying Bobby to think of other Jones. guys who were. Uh, but they, yeah, there's 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 a lot of good options. I wanted to hit you with this. We like to do our yep. little Eagles question out of yep. the shoot here. Oh, Corey Simon, he's a politician. Corey yeah. Simon is excellent. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice, John. Um, there's a lot of debate going into this year, Derek, of whether or not Jalen Hurts should not run as – Mo Cheeks is a good one from Chris D. Uh, yeah. Whether or not Jalen Hurts should run as much as he has the last couple of years. So let me give you some numbers here while you okay. ponder that. So 2021, he rushed 139 times for 784 yards, 5.6 5 yards per carry, 10 touchdowns. That was his first year as a full-time starter. Okay. 2022. That that 139 went up to 165 rushing attempts, 760 yards, 4.6 yards per carry, 13 touchdowns. Okay. Mm. Now to put it in perspective, last year with quarterback rushing attempts, Jalen had the most in football at 165. Justin Fields, I thought Justin had more than him. He didn't. Justin had yeah. 160. Okay. okay? Then it's Daniel Jones at 120, and then it's Lamar. Now, keep in mind, Lamar Jackson missed five games. If Lamar Jackson plays all of those games, you know, he might have the most. Yes. So he missed which, time. Which is scary when you think about it. Yeah. So here's the – so the way it breaks down is 37 – he was 37 of 41 in terms of being successful with a quarterback sneak. That's yep. 91%. Best in the league. So if you if you subtract, well, you can debate whether that's fair or not. But if you subtract the forty one, it drops them down to one twenty four in terms of rushing attempts. Okay. All right. So that would get that would sit him, you know, just ahead of Daniel Jones and underneath Justin Fields. Uh, so here's the thing, and I and I think Nick Sirianni said this well after he signed his extension. Nick Sirianni said. We're not going to take away from who this guy is when he was asked about the rushing thing. So one of the things that makes Jalen great is his ability to take off if he has to, or, you know, the RPOs and all that kind of stuff. So he said, yeah, we're going to be smart about it. We understand that. We don't want to put him at risk, but we're not taking away from who he is. Are, do you buy that? Like, do you buy that they just view it as, hey, this guy does this great. This is what makes him great. And we don't want to put any kind of, you know, saddle on this guy or keep him bottled up what do you think yeah i i buy what nick sirianni says but i also believe that they are looking at the numbers and you know all injuries happen in the nfl i don't care who you are it they happen but to get to where you want to go who's the one player that you need is that quarterback under center um, I think they're going to be a little bit more strategic about how and when. You know, the fact that he had 41, what, 40, 41 quarterback sneaks. Right. You know, and we were talking about this um, 
on the on the meet show pre-show meeting. My only concern with the quarterback sneaks is if you look, you have more and more teams now that are trying to stack the middle of the line of scrimmage, and then all of a sudden you have somebody blasting in from over the top to try to push him back. All it takes is one time to catch him on the crown of the helmet because that's the only time basically when helmet to helmet is legal is when a guy comes diving in the pile and we see it time and time again. I don't want to see Jalen Hurts get to a point where he gets hit right on the crown of the helmet and all of a sudden you start talking about neck injuries. Now, you can't play the game fearful, no. And Nick Sirianni's right. A big part of who Jalen Hurts is and what makes him such a dynamic weapon is his ability to take off. Jalen Hurts just has to be really, really conscious about getting out of bounds, sliding, getting out of bounds, something Michael Fick could not Never do. did. Never he did. Could not do. Nope. And Jimmy Rollins working with him still couldn't slide. You know? <laughs> That's crazy. Deep. Like, that, you can't teach a great athlete like Michael Vick to slide. Come on. Like, how does that – I mean, how does he not figure that? Anyway, all right. I, I don't want to get off on the Michael yeah. Vick rant. But yeah, yes. but, but I do think – if you if you handcuff if you handcuff him too much, you're basically helping a defense. If they start seeing on film that Jalen is deliberately staying in the pocket more, patting the ball longer, all of a sudden you can start cheating people back in coverage a little bit more, trying to flood some of the zones that the Eagles killed you on, especially those slant routes. Um, you have to keep a defense guessing at all times. I look at the year that Lamar Jackson won the league MVP in uh, 2019. He ran a ball 176 times for t- over 1,200 yards. Set a record for quarterback rushing 1,200 yards rushing in that season. But I also look at the last two years Lamar Jackson played. He's only played 12 games the last two seasons. Yeah. As he gets a little bit older, the injuries start to take their toll. People start to get those extra shots on him. You know, so I would imagine maybe the next year or two we're going to continue to see this, a similar Jalen Hurts. But as he continues to evolve into an, uh, an, an elite quarterback, um, I think you're going to start seeing a reducing then. Right now, he's so he's still young enough, 24, 25, to where it's a significant part of his game. Yeah, see, what, here's where I think it's going to go. I don't think they're going to do anything drastic or dramatic. I, I think it's going to be a gradual, as the seasons go on, you're, you're just going to tamp it down a little bit. I think they're going to call less RPOs. You can still be very effective just handing the ball off. Right. Um, but the, the other thing to keep in mind is I don't want this to turn into a Donovan McNabb thing where he almost solely went away from running. Right. I, right. I, for whatever reason, you know, whether it was just injuries or I know Donovan didn't like having the label of being a, a running quarterback because right. you know, we, there were there were racial implications there. He didn't like that. I know he didn't. I don't think that's a thing with Jalen. Like, I don't think he's thinking in along those lines. I really don't. And I know that people honestly, I think we've gotten better at just looking at quarterbacks for who they are, not the color of their skin. I don't want to get an old rant with that. Right. Right. But anyway, I, I think that he's. He's never going to become just a pocket guy, and nor do I ever want him to be a pocket guy. Okay, yeah. I want him to utilize what he has. Uh, so I, I believe that it'll it'll come down slightly, but I also know he's smart. He is not. You're right. He is not Michael Vick. No. He really reminds me a lot of Brian Westbrook in the sense that they don't get a ton of clean shots on him. Sometimes it happens. We saw it in Chicago last year, and he hurt his shoulder. It does happen sometimes, but it's rare that he gets lit up. It's a lot of Russell Wilson early yeah. when he was able to get down and get out of bounds and all that. So I think it'll 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 be dialed back somewhat, but I don't think it's going to be this major overhaul conscious decision 
we're not we're not letting this guy, you know, run anymore. I really don't. See, Big Sill says if he plays those two games and plays healthy in the last game of the year, Hurts would have had 200 carries. That's awful dangerous for a $50 million quarterback. Dude won't last 10 years. There's some validity to that, you know. But I, I, And I'm saying I, I can see similarities between Hurts here and what they did with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Yeah. Because the guy was young, you know, this, this athletic, dynamic player, they're going to run him. They're going to run him early in his career. You're right. $50 million quarterback. I want to see how, if any, Lamar Jackson, because if Lamar Jackson had played those last five games, Lamar Jackson probably would have had well over 170 carries. Yes. For the season. And that's, and that's 2021 and 22. But his numbers, um, he had 133. Now, he only played 12 games. Think about this. He only played, Lamar Jackson played 12 games in 2021. And still had 133 carries. He played 12 games in 2022, and it dropped down to 112 carries. I believe he he might have exceeded. He might have been close to 180 carries in 2021, and well over 160, 170 carries in 2022. But as he gets older, we talk about this all the time. You know, you get older, it takes a little bit longer to heal. Injuries hurt a little bit longer. Your body doesn't react as quick as it did when you're this young, 22, 23-year-old. You have to be smarter as an organization. If you're paying a quarterback that kind of money, and if you project him as one of the elite quarterbacks in the game, you want that young man upright and breathing. Um, you look at how he got hurt. It was a fluke injury in Chicago that Lamar Jackson got hurt. Dude landed on top of him on his shoulder, okay? Um, those things happen. It's not like he was trying to run over somebody. It's just he was going down. Somebody caught him at the right time. Let, let, me throw, let me throw one more thing in there, Derek, I think. I think he's going to get better at reading defenses and have be less apt to take off as time oh, goes on. We, we forget he's 24, 25 years old. He's played two full seasons in the league. He's going to be more selective in when to take off. I think it's something that Lamar hasn't gotten a ton better at, frankly. And that's I, why I, he runs as much as he runs. Like, I think Jalen – is is already better at at going through progressions than Lamar is. I agree. I would you know? agree with that 100. percent So I think that's another factor is his his ability to go through his reads and just get better and better and better at that. Look, look, that was one of the biggest knocks going into last year on him was his. You know, can he read a defense? Can he go through his second and third progressions? And look at the strides that he made last year because the guy yep. worked so hard. So yep. I I I think that's a piece of this too. And look at how many times he's stuck in the pocket until somebody freed up if, instead of just taking off and running running like he did in, in his first full campaign in 21. That's a sign of, of progression and maturity in terms of being more of a complete quarterback. You know, he was more patient. Instead of if his, if his first option wasn't open in 21, all of a sudden got happy feet, took off. 2022, even though, he had a, you know, if you, you subtract the 41 quarterback sneaks from what he had in total runs, he stood in pocket a lot longer, or he floated outside a lot more. And if there wasn't open, he would throw it away. He wasn't just trying to turn up the field and pick up extra. He would throw it away. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the sign of maturity. That's what I'm saying. I can't see what his next level is this year. You know, Nick Sirianni said in the offseason, you know, we've got a lot more in store for Jalen this year. What could that possibly be when you think about the phenomenal season he had in 22. I can't wait to see it. 
I can't wait to see it either. And this is where it's going to be really fun to see what happens with, you know, whether it's Sirianni's influence, whether it's Brian Johnson putting his own twist on things, whether it's Jalen going to them and saying, hey, you know, I think we can do this. I think we can do that. I mean, I think he's very much a part of the get I don't when I say game plan I don't mean he's going in there saying hey we got to do this against the Giants I mean I'm really comfortable here with this I think this really works with AJ or this works with Dallas Goddard and we could we could do something like I I think that's all incorporated into it anytime you have a a quarterback of his his level uh so yeah I mean all those things I can't wait this is why like I have to fight myself this time of year all the time to want to not fast forward the clock you pointed out all the time you love the summer and I do too, but I also get into that football Jones where I'm like, Oh, you know, whatever, 20 something days, let's go. And it's hard. It is hard for me. Not hard for you. It's hard for me. Yeah. Start thinking about the weather change. All that nice warm weather will be soon behind you. That chill starts to set in. Yeah. Think about it. Just I think know. about it. I know. I know, man. I know. Like I, I trust me. I know. I get you. I got right you. It's, now, it's the eternal battle yep. right here right now you can go outside get get you get your exercise people don't understand you know mowing the yard is exercise man yep. that's a good exercise for you okay. and now that you got a jungle out there it's going to take a little bit longer what kind of what kind of mower do you have just a push yeah regular oh push. man you may yes. have to put it in layers yeah what's well, all right i don't mind like i i actually don't mind like i really like yard work to me it is not it's not the same kind of, I don't like raking leaves. That's, I don't like that. Yeah, I hate Let me that. Be clear. I hate that. But I don't mind cutting or like weed whacking. That stuff doesn't bother me, man. I, I don't yeah. know why. I yeah. just, I, I don't mind doing it. I really it's don't. It's therapeutic, man. You know what? You're out there with nature, birds chirping, yeah. cars, horns, hawking. Yeah. Nobody's bothering you, you know? Um, and you're out there, you're being productive. Yeah. You know, with me, I got the music going, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just productive. Be out there, shorts and a t-shirt, working on working up a good sweat. Yeah, can't do that in the winter, man. You go outside, you got to do layers when you're shoveling snow. Oh. Your neck hurts, your arms hurt, neck hurts. You you know, biofreeze becomes your your best friend from <laughs> from from December all the way through possibly February, March. I know. Although we got no no snow this past winter. No, we didn't. Knock on wood, Thank which you. means we're probably due. But who who knows? Let's keep uh, our fingers crossed. Why you want to say that? Why why you have to go there? I'm knocking on wood. I'm knocking on wood. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, that's uh that's uh, interest. It's an interesting debate, that's for sure. All right. So when we come back, by the way, one o'clock, Ben Davis, as I mentioned, when we come back. We're gonna take a look at the top five teams in the NFC that would concern you if the Eagles get them in the playoffs. So we'll do that when we get back. Yes, that is correct, Dan. I hate the crawl space, raking okay. leaves, and milk in my Cheerios. I am a weird individual okay you never, you never have milk in the cheerios did you ever did you ever notice um so i no i have had it and i don't like it it makes them too soggy so when, when, here's the deal when you're um when you're rich and or famous you're eccentric yes when you're not you're weird so i fall into the weird category i'm weird um, you ever notice that if somebody has weird, quirky habits and they're loaded, they're eccentric. So you're saying that you're rich and you're weird. No, I'm not. I'm saying I'm, I am I am weird because I'm not rich or famous or whatever. Weird is a, is a very nice, subtle way of, 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 of describing you. Yes. 
Yeah, I'm probably being too kind to myself. I would, I would probably say strange, bizarre. Well, I don't want to say. I don't want to go that far. That's a little. That's a little too harsh. Um, <laughs> let's just say different. Yeah, let's go with different. <laughs> you know, All right. I, I'll, I'll, you know what? I've been called a lot worse than different, so I'll take different. Burgers with no cheese. Correct. Cereals with no milk. Yep. Yeah. You, you and I, you and I, wait. What do we? What, last summer when we we did uh, something at uh, Ocean, yeah, and we went to the food court to have. What did you have? Do you remember what you had then? That was when your daughter, your lovely daughter, dimed you out. Um, I think I just I did. I was wings, pretty normal. I got I got wings or something. I didn't get anything. I, it wasn't that bad. I don't. Did you I have wings? Know. Did you have wings with no sauce? No, no. I like I like wings with sauce. I do. I like wings with sauce. Did you get Asian noodles with no? No seasoning on no them. seasoning on it. Or I know people who eat spaghetti. I don't like this. So people will eat spaghetti or and or some kind of pasta with with just butter and they don't like tomato what? sauce on it. No, what? I'm not saying I do. I I I won't eat it that way. Oh. I need I need tomato sauce on there on my spaghetti. Gigi said he has wings with no chicken. <laughs> Rob has a grill. John Dickerson, Rob grilled cheese without the cheese. I don't hey don't put it past them I'm telling you I don't I do like grilled cheese but I don't like it with like tomato or anything I just like no, cheese no, and bread no. I'm just yeah, a cheese and it. bread guy yes yeah. all right we're agreed on that <laughs> all right let's uh let's get a timeout yes I am weird I am eccentric I am different you've been ventured into another dimension hey, know thyself and I I know what I am all right we'll get a timeout we'll come back uh and we will dig into the five teams in the NFC that will concern you if the Eagles got them in the playoffs. We'll do that when we get back, Derek Dunn. No sugar. <laughs> Derek Dunn. Dunn's even hit. Team's hit me on the private chat, too. I'm getting it, I'm getting it from, from all sides. All right, let's get a quickie in here. We'll come back. He's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Oh, right, let's talk about something I do love, and that's Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Yes, Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Been going there since I was a kid. Alex and the crew there every single day putting out the best product you could possibly ever have. And I, here's what I love. Fresh food all the time. Flour flown in from Italy. Bravo's got 20 different styles of pizza, so plenty to choose from. You get a slice if you want. You're in a hurry. got to get your slices on your way to go. They have the you make it, uh, you name it, they'll make it. Specialized pizza your way. But beyond the pizza, they have fresh salad, sandwiches, wraps, wings. All are stellar. Uh, spaghetti bolognese is killer. Had it a few weeks back. Uh, and the beauty is, too, they're always giving back to the community. Bravo Pizza of Havertown has fundraisers for charity, schools, little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them on Instagram and Facebook at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown for daily specials and promotions. They're at 1305 Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown. Give them a call. 610-446-3810. 610 one zero Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. 
Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, got fake a mom. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Everybody, appreciate you hanging out with us for Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Rob Ellis, their gun on this Tuesday, June twenty seventh. You have it that Saturday, right? Saturday will be July, gun. Dude, seriously, I know this is, this is flying by too fast, man. No, this goes too quick for sure. There's no doubt about it. All right, let's keep the, the Eagles talk going. You you posed this what I thought was a great question in in our pre show meeting. Um, when you're looking at the NFC. And it comes down to the five teams. If we just break it down into five teams in the NFC that would concern you if the Eagles get them in the playoffs. First thing to point out is, to the Eagles' credit, you know, they had the best record in the NFC last year and got home field advantage, which, you know, you know how big that is in Philadelphia. So to be 14 and three last year really paid dividends, obviously. So, you know, this year could be different if they, if, if they, with the schedule that they have and the, and the hard division that they play in, you know, it it certainly could look a little bit different. All right. So let's dig into this, Gunner. Um, if I had to name five, okay, here, here would be my order. Okay. So you want to do them in chronological order or just, just give, no, them? no, I'm sorry. I just mean like, if I'm throwing five out there, I'll okay. give you my five All teams. Okay. Right. okay. All right. Who you got? All right. Okay. Uh, the Niners. San Fran. Okay. The Cowboys, because they've had the Eagles number and they were yep. 12 and five last year. Let's not forget about that. I know they seem to fall apart every year in the playoffs, et cetera. 
Yes. I'll be honest with you. After those two, there's a pretty significant step off after those two in terms of like concern slash fear factor. Okay. Okay. But the other teams that I would put in there, uh, I would put Seattle in there. Okay. I would put the Giants in there. Oh, okay. That gets me to four. And this is where I got to think long and hard when it comes to the next one. So, um, excuse me. I would probably lean towards the Vikings. Oh, okay. And that would be my five. Your five, okay. All right, now g- give me yours, and let let's run through each of these teams after we after we do it, and what concerns, what doesn't concern, et cetera. So where how, where would you go? Okay, um, I would preface mine by saying first of all, I'm not worried about them coming to the link. My five are based on Eagles could have trouble with these teams if they had to play them on the road in the playoffs. Okay, so the road is more of a concern for you. More, road is more of a concern for me than them anybody coming to the link in the NFC. Not like the AFC where you can say, man, there's like 10 different scenarios here, you know. Um, but my five, let's see. We had we only had three out of the same five. I'm a little shocked. Okay. So my five are Detroit, Saints, San Francisco, Seattle, Dallas. So we had three out of five the same. Okay, so you go, you go, uh, Saints. Wow. Okay. Um, is that just belief in Derek Carr uh, to, coupled with with it? What else they have here? Yes. Um, Derek Carr. When you look, if you look at what the, the Saints last year defensively, yeah, they had the fifth best defense in the league. Yeah, they were good. It got lost in the shuffle with everything else that was happening. Yeah, they they, they only gave up 20, 20 points. Again, the problem with the Saints was they gave up 130 and a half yards rushing a game because they had so many injuries. They couldn't get off the field. Plus, they had all kind of quarterback issues between Dalton and and uh, Jameis Winston. You put Derek Carr with that offensive talent, and again, depending on what happens with Alvin Kamara, Kamara because I'm thinking by the time they get to the playoffs, he will have served his suspension. He'll be back in the fold. So they'll be as complete a team as they can possibly be health-wise, so on and so forth. Derek Carr puts up good regular season numbers. Mm-hmm. And I also say I, I have somewhat of an advantage over you in this. I've been in every NFL stadium there is. Right. Um, and I know what the noise factor is like. New Orleans is insane when you play down there. I've been down there when the Eagles have played them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The noise bouncing off that dome is insane. Mm-hmm. Seattle is one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL. No doubt. San Francisco is, is unbelievable as well. And, of course, Dallas is Dallas. But um, Detroit, I think, will be an interesting team on the road no matter who they play in the playoffs. I think at home in that dome, um, playing on their carpet, Detroit takes this game to a, a little bit different level. And I look at Detroit. Detroit averaged almost 27 points a game. They finished last year 8-2. and two. They ran. They they were on a roll last year, eight and two. And credit they finished strong, even yeah. when they to play for in that last game. Yep. If their if their defense wasn't ranked last in the league last year, Detroit would have been a a, a shoe in playoff team last year based on them offensively running the table. Mm-hmm. They just their defense was just a sit. Well, they went out. They got some pieces. They added uh, Aiden Hutchinson. You know, with CJ on the back end now, um, and Detroit's hungry because. 
they won that last game of the season in Green Bay and still got bumped from the playoffs. They finished nine and eight. Right. Um, they're hungry now. They've got a taste of what success can be like. And that's why I've said since February, since the Super Bowl ended, Detroit, when you if we stacked up a list of teams, mo that that not not the Eagles, but the five most watched teams that we'll keep close tabs on in 2023. Detroit is at the top of my list. Yeah. Well, let me say, I, I agree with you with Detroit in that I think they take a they take that next step. I think yes. they're ready. I think yep. they're they've improved the defense. I think the offense is already very good. I think they I think Dan Campbell can coach and he, he's a motivator. Yes. Um I, I I think they're a playoff team. I just if you're asking me if I'm concerned or have fear of them here or there, I don't. I think the Eagles beat them. Um and now New Orleans is an interesting one. I you're right about their defense and you know there's the there's the car factor. He's got pretty good receivers. Yep. Uh you know, we don't know about Kamara right Michael now. Thomas. Uh you know, I know uh Sill says that he thinks Cook's going to sign there. I think Cook may end up in Miami, but either one, you know, whatever yeah. could happen, could definitely happen in New Orleans. Um, they're going to be good. I think if I could, if I would amend anything, I'd probably throw the Saints in there. But here's the thing about the Vikings, and I know Kirk Cousins' history here in big games, so I I know. But if they have a really staunch defense this year with Brian Flores, they could be really a tough out. I agree, hundred so, percent. But I yeah. refuse to admit it because of you know what? Because <laughs> <laughs> of your brother. For people who don't know, his brother's a Vikings fan. Yes, I know. Uh, um, but no, they could be a tough out. I mean, I look, do you agree? I mean, once you get past – did you have Seattle in your list? I did. Okay. So yeah. once you get past San Fran, Dallas, and Seattle, I I think there's a, there's a next tier after those three teams, especially San Fran and Dallas. I just think – after Detroit, the team I'll be watching the most is New Orleans because of the addition of Derek Carr with the with the weapons they have down there. You know, New Orleans only scored 19 points a game last year Oof. because they had no quarterback there. Andy Dalton was shot. Yep. Yeah, well, they they started the year with Jameis, and then that went yeah. out the window, and then, yeah. Even that Taysom Hill quarterback at one point. Yep. You know, so they had no quarterback. Now you have a guy who's a gunslinger. You know, say what you want to say about Derek Carr – Hasn't won a big game, but Derek Carr can get you there. And with the defensive personnel they have, see, Derek Carr never had a defense that really helped him out in in, in, in Vegas and Oakland. He's got a defense down there in New Orleans now, and now he's got some really good weapons. He yeah. doesn't have Devontae Adams, but he's got some good weapons to throw to down there in, in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. If when, when Kamara comes back, Alvin Kamara is one of the best Swiss Army Knives. Catching the ball, I'm more afraid of, of Alvin Kamara catching the ball in open space than I am him running the ball. That's how good of a receiver he is. Yeah, it, it's not like he's going to lack weapons. I mean, no, no. Michael Thomas, you're right, is an X factor whether or not he can come back. Uh, and Olave showed you last year what he is. I mean, yes. So uh, there's weapons. I, I I'd have to really dig into their offensive line. Um, to to see if they're going to be able to to protect him well enough and and that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean. I, I, I said to you before, I think New Orleans, uh, Atlanta is a little interesting to me. Yes, but I'm not worried about Atlanta here or there. They're not, I'm not either. This yeah. is not their year. Even though they spent an awful lot of money on defense, I don't think – I think Atlanta is going to be a really fun team to watch. I don't think they're going to be much of a threat to anybody. Of course, and again, you know, it's funny. 
I was watching the, uh, you know, NFL Network this time of year, it does a great job of showing all these great matchups from years gone by. Yeah. And remember that game um, Seattle played at home against New Orleans in 2010? When, when, when Marshawn Lynch had one of the greatest touchdown runs in the history of, of the NFL, yeah. a 67-yard run, he's pinballing off of people. Yeah. Well, New Orleans was the defending Super Bowl champions then, mm-hmm. and they were a heavy favorite to go into Seattle. I believe Seattle had a losing record that year. Weren't they, they like 7-1 or something seven like that? 7-9, I think. Seven and, 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 and Seattle beat them in a shootout. It was 41-34, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Atlanta's the kind of team that's going to creep up on people, but I don't think they're ready yet. You got a first-year starting quarterback in 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 a Ritter. Um, you got some weapons. You know, you got a good running back in the draft. You got you you fixed the defensive problems on paper. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna be tough to deal with. I just don't think. No, I agree. I, I they're not in this category yet. Yeah, I yeah. think you, they're going to be the team that we say hey, nice step there. They took a nice step. Yeah. But all right, so let's dig into the let's dig into the two big boys here. Yep. Let's start with San Francisco. I, I think the only question you really have is A, is Purdy going to be healthy? And we're assuming I you know, I shouldn't probably assume that it's definitely going to be Purdy, but it looks like it. But is their quarterback play good enough, whether it's Purdy, Lance, or Darnold? Is, is that guy going to be able to get you to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl? Let, but let's just dig into to get to a Super Bowl because you know, we're assuming these teams meet in the NFC championship game or deep into the playoffs. That's really what it comes down to. They have everything else. They have the defensive line. They have Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, McCaffrey. I mean, there's a lot of weapons there on that side of the ball. Offensive line has some turnover. McGlinchey left. He went to Denver. Uh, you know, there's been that's a plus for them. No, I'm just saying there's going to be some new faces there. So, um, you know, and the one other thing I would say is I, I think, Kyle Shanahan's a very smart guy, and he's a, he's certainly an offensive wizard and all that. But I didn't think he had his best game in that NFC Championship game. I didn't. Well, I didn't think he coached very well. He he blew it on a challenge when 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 Devontae made that that sick catch that that would have been overturned. Who knows what happens early if some of that stuff changes? And I and he's trying to block Reddick with a tight end. You know, like come on. So. That you know, there's there's they're the only questions I have because there's a lot else on that team. I think I think their success rides on Purdy. If Sam Darnold, no. Trey Lance, no. I think it rides on Purdy. It, it, and I think the only way the Niners can get to the Super Bowl is if they had that NFC championship game in their backyard. Their best possibility is in their backyard with Purdy under center. Okay. Of the other two quarterbacks, no, I don't think they have a chance. But they have so much talent on both sides of the football. Um, you look at what Shanahan did with Mr. Irrelevant, you know, off the heap, the numbers he put up down the stretch just to get them in the playoffs and to help them win 13 games to finish the season 13 and four. You know, you go through three quarterbacks, that's like that's like a death sentence for any team when you're down to a third quarterback. But the fact that this they kept this machine rolling and it was efficient. And now Purdy's a year older, a year wider. If that arm's back to where it needs to be, he's not. He doesn't have a great deep arm, but they don't need a lot of deep passes. The way they run all these crossing routes, jet sweeps, misdirection plays. <clears throat> That's see. Dank Rito says Kyle's mad overrated. I don't know if you overrated if you can go through three quarterbacks and still win thirteen games. 
you know, yeah, yeah. Something. Like I, I don't know if I'd say overrated. I, I say yeah. there's a, there's some questions though. I'd say there's some yes, questions. There's questions, and you brought up some valid points in his decision making. But let's yeah. face it, he was down to Taysom Hill, quarterback in the team. I mean, yeah. not Taysom Hill. He was down to uh, McCaffrey, basically quarterback. Yeah. In the I team. mean, Josh Johnson goes down, and it's Josh all. Went down. I mean, the whole thing. Yeah. So I mean, he was like he was throwing you know three sheets to the wind. No, I just know. Keep offense on the field. Yeah. In so. fairness, let's face it. Odds are, if you're on your your second or third string quarterback anyway, you're cooked in that league. I mean, so let, let's face it. Right. All right. L- l- let's go Cowboys then. Let's go Cowboys. Uh, Twelve wins last year. They add Cooks. They add Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. McCarthy takes over the play calling. They they Callum Moore's out. Uh, so there is some turnover there. El- Ellie Zeke is out. Uh, they lose Dalton Schultz. You pointed that out yesterday. It's a good observation. Um, so while they, they have at it, they've also lost some things. Um, and again, you know, if I'm going to point out Shanahan, I got to point out McCarthy. I, I am not a believer. No. Uh, I think he's a guy because of the talent who's going to win a good amount of regular season oh. games. But if I'm in a tight playoff game, I'm feeling great about my chances if I'm going against him. That he's going to go even, the wrong way even, on Sunday. Even in Dallas. Even in Dallas. Even in Dallas. Yes. Well, wasn't wasn't the game? Wasn't the one two years ago when Dak scrambled? They they tried to run that 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 was yep. in Dallas, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh. Yes, that was in Dallas. Yep. So, you know, I, again, talent. You respect their talent, but ultimately, doubt Dallas and the Sixers are very similar. A lot of talent. You know, show it to me now. Let's go deep. I just worry about Dak Prescott playing the Eagles on his turf. Yeah. Not in Philadelphia, but on his turf. Okay. Yep. The dude, I don't know why, wh- how, or what, but you just mentioned the word Philadelphia Eagles to Dak Prescott, and all of a sudden he plays like a pro bowler. And he's play- And if you play that game in Dallas, I think it's, it's a nail biter of a game. Yeah. Just like their game this past season was in Dallas. And, of course, Jalen Hurts didn't play in that game. Right. I get that. But when these two get together down there, it's always a nail-biter. I go back to that, that game in uh, 2018. And Dallas won the ball, won the game in overtime, of all things. Uh, Jalen Mills came up, comes up to break up a pass. Uh, no, Rasul Douglas. Rasul, yeah. It's ricochets off his arms right oh. into the hands of Amari Cooper. Touchdown game over. Huh. Just crazy stuff happens in Dallas. Dude. No, you're but you know what though, you're right. I, I I wonder like how different some of that stuff looks in a playoff setting. True. With Dak and McCarthy, who have both True. come up small in those you know situations. I do I do wonder about that. I don't I, I like I said. Look, the two teams I respect the most in the NFC are San Fran and Dallas. So I'm not yeah. I'm not dissing them. I'm just telling yeah. you, I, I I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles in it from a coaching standpoint. And, and you know what? Here's the other thing. I, I That's why the, as frustrating as that Super Bowl loss was, the fact that Jalen Hurts played great in that game, nothing's going to phase him in terms of a playoff game, in terms of being overwhelmed or any right, of that. Right. He's going to be ready to roll. You know? I, 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 put, I put Seattle on the list because they, they, they scored 23 points a game, but they gave up 23 a game. And – you know, they went three and five in their last eight, so they kind of backed into the playoffs. Yep. But the fact that Geno Smith completed 70% of his passes, and then you got an add in Jigba to this, this already potent receiving game, 
And then they went out and signed Devin Bush and linebacker and Julian Love for the back end of the defense. Brought Bobby Wagner back home. Brought Jaron Reed back home. I don't expect him to be a sieve on defense this year. Um, the, the young corner they had with Tariq, Tariq uh, Worley. Yes. Woolen. Woolen. Woolen, yeah. The one we yeah. talked about yesterday. Yeah, he's, he's a beast. He's a beast. So I expect Seattle's record to improve this year. And let's face it, you have to take into consideration. Um, you look at a team like New Orleans. Their schedule's not as tough as the Eagles. It's not. Nope. Um, Dallas is very similar. Dallas is very similar. Yep. The Niners, all they have to worry about in that division is Seattle. Seattle. Yep. And Seattle has to worry about the Niners in that division. Um, New Orleans is in a perfect division. They're, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Not so good. Detroit. Detroit's wide open. The NFC North is wide open, I think. Big time. Big time. I, think, I think the amount of personnel that Minnesota let get out of there may come back to bite them until some of the other people get up to speed. But I, I have the utmost respect for Brian Flores as a defensive coordinator. I think that defense is going to be much better than it was under Ed Donatel. Um, and you know me, how I feel about Kirk Cousins. Hall of Famer in the regular season, down the toilet bowl in the second season. <laughs> you know, Well so. said. Well Kirk will get you there. Yeah, yeah, he will. He will. Uh, all right, let's get a timeout. Uh, ben Davis is going to join us when we come back. We'll talk a little Phillies. We're going to get back to football, Derek. Uh, our greatest series continues. We're going to do the Miami Dolphins today. This one was fun, man. Like, there's – I have 15 guys that trying to squeeze them into 10. So yeah. we're going to talk about that. We're going to look at the best free agents that are still available in the NFL. We'll hit a lot of other odds and ends as well. Uh, and we'll, I'll give you a little um, Flyers news when we get back because it looks like there's a trade happening. And uh, you, you see that Pat Sajak retired from the Wheel of Fortune, right? Yeah. There is a new host. So I'll tell you who that is also. So we'll do all is those Is it Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> no. Was not your boy. So we'll do all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Look, knowing who to trust with your finances is a scary proposition, right? I'm right there with you, and I was for years, but I found the right person. I don't want you to have to go through that anymore. I want you to be you know, with someone that you can trust, and that's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, your 401k review, an insurance review, you have a small business, you need help with employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I personally have entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim. I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You can email him, murray.jim at principal.com. That's murray.jim at principal.com. run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island 
So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. We are back, friends. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, Philly's back in action tonight. I don't like the off night. I know it's good for the players. I get it. It's 162. I don't like the off night, okay? Why not? No, because I need baseball. I need my fix every you night. You can't run these guys in the ground, man. They need a breather. Look, not my problem, pal. It's about my entertainment. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Let's welcome him in. Our what guy. We, we haven't talked to Ben Davis in a minute. There he is. What's happening, Big Irish? Hello. How are we doing, boys? Now, What's up, so, man? So, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong. So, you are – what do you have going on? A, a hoops tournament for, for one of the girls? What's happening? No, the girls are, will be attending Notre Dame Academy next year, and they have, like, an open gym for basketball today. Okay. So, yeah, so I just dropped them off, and they're done in an hour and a half. So figured I'd just hang out and talk with you fellas. My, my scouting reports, I have connections in, in the CYO organizations. My scouting I'm reports sure you have do, told Rob. me, yes, that she can flat out play. So I will just – I'll just leave it at that. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard very good things. So we'll just I, I, thought he, I thought he was out in the back 40 shooting something. <laughs> not yeah. that time of year <laughs> i was gonna say no not quite yet man uh i got a quick i got a quick question i gotta ask you though because sure. i know you have i know you have a lot of land um and I, are you allowed i know you have seasons for deer and stuff like that but if it's on your land are you allowed to shoot anything you want because it's your private land no you have no? to have it has to be regulated it has to be during in season uh unless you have a crop damage permit from the government Okay. The, you know, your crops are getting damaged, then you can do it uh, year round. But uh, I don't have one of those personally. Okay. okay. Now, are you, are you, I know you're a hunter, Ben. Are you a fisherman too? 
I am. I love the fish. Uh, my son and I really, my son really has the bug badly. He loves the fish. Um, we go up and down the Brandywine River is like our primary place to go for smallies. And it's Ooh. one of our, we take the canoe. It's, it's one of our favorite things to do. That's awesome. Got her right Ooh. up your alley, man. Oh yeah. Smallmouth bass fishing is awesome, man. There, a lot of people say they're stronger than largemouth. They are. They are. If you catch a yep. two pound smallie, which I mean, it fights like a, like an eight pound largemouth. They're unbelievable. Yep. A lot of yep. fun. All right, we got to get you two together, man. You guys got to get out there. Dude, He's been avoiding fine. me for years. He's been avoiding me for years. Nothing yet. Okay. That's uh, a challenge, I think, right there. All right. Interesting. Um, all right, Ben. So let, let's let's hit a couple things here. They got the Cubs tonight who have been, you know, decent. Okay. Uh, I think maybe a little better than people thought initially. Nothing great, but okay. Uh, I want to start with the good here. Suarez on the hill tonight. Last four starts, a 1.04 ERA, 25 strikeouts, seven walks. I mean, he, he, the first couple of games, you could see some rust, Ben. But after that, something clicked in the month of June, and he is rolling right now. Yeah, he really has settled in. His, his fastball command, I feel like we always go back to fastball command, but his fastball command has gotten so much better. He found a feel for his changeup again. And this curveball, I mean, Ooh. he would throw the curveball every now and again last year. But this year, he's spinning it in there. He's throwing it behind in counts. He's throwing it two one counts. Um, he's getting swings and misses with it. So it's really just a, really a fourth pitch for him that has come a long way. And he said, you know, he's just the more he throws it, the more he feels comfortable with it. But I think uh, that addition and then plus the changeup, he got his feel for his changeup back. And, and we asked him, like, hey, what's the deal with your changeup? He goes, I don't know. He goes, I just don't have a feel for it right now. He's gotten it back, and he's been a lot better. I'm so glad you said that because if you look at his last two starts in particular, look at how many batters got called out looking at a third strike. Because his 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 breaking pitches has been snapping off the table and so efficient corner to corner, his fastball is not overpowering. But because they're looking for that breaking pitch when it's so efficient like that, man, I tell you what, he's got a lot of he's had a lot of hitters baffled over the last couple of games. He does, and and you know the fact that he's filling up the strike zone. And, and be honest with you, Gunner, if I were facing Ranger Suarez, the yep. last pitch I would look for would be a, a breaking ball, a curveball. I'd go up there thinking, okay, fastball changeup. He's very good on the glove side, so inside the righties, away to lefties. Yeah. So I'm looking for that pitch in there, and then the good, then he'll fade that changeup away. Then he starts spinning some baseballs in there, and then the, then your your you know your your plate is completely full. You you don't know what to look for. So mm. it's um he's just been good. Plus, his give a you know what factor is at zero. <laughs> <laughs> so he just goes out there. He's conviction in every pitch. He competes, and yeah. um, he's really fun to watch. And he's wow. a great fielder. Ben, I think also, too, with him, he's sort of perfect for this pitch. Call. Like, he didn't have to make any adjustments. That dude worked quick anyway. Like, he was – you always feel like he's in a rhythm no matter what. At least that's the way it it, it feels to me watching him. So, I, it didn't seem like he was one of those guys, you know, maybe like Nola, who would uh, – man, I got I to gotta really concert. He gets it. He's ready to go. He's old school in that sense. He is. And I think he has a lot of faith in his, in his catchers, um, in JT and, and Garrett Stubbs. I think he has, again, conviction every pitch. Okay, what sign am I getting? Okay, you want a curveball? Okay, I'm going to throw this to the best of my ability. I think that's what kind of really sets him apart. Ben, all right, Rob said he wanted to start it with the good. Now we've got to bring up somewhat of the bad. Okay. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how I, how I can view this as bad, but coming out of that Mets series, they finally beat a Met, the Mets in a series for the first time since September of 2021. Mm-hmm. But all I all I heard coming out of that Mets series, and I felt the same way, was they didn't beat the Mets. The Mets gave them that series. 
Yeah. And I don't, I don't care how you win, win the game. But I'm not, I can't remember the last time when people have felt bad about coming out of a series win like this one. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, I think you're right. But, you know, the fact is that a win is a win. And it yeah. against a team in, in, in your division um, because, you know, they're only playing them 13 times this year. That's not like yeah. 19 times in years past. So you have to take advantage of those opportunities. I think people are saying that, Gunner, because the fashion and the way it was done. Uh, was it three walks? One yeah. hit, two hit batters. It wasn't big league baseball. And, you know, it's. It, I felt like I was watching my eight-year-old play. And that's how sloppy it was. Um, but I think that's the fashion, the, the manner in which they won, I think is why people are really saying that. Because it was ugly. It was pathetic. It was almost unwatchable. But the bottom line is, hey, listen, the Phillies have given games away like that. We saw yeah. it last year when they yeah. lost a seven-run lead to the Mets here at home. So yeah. it does happen. Um, fortunately, it happened in the Phillies' favor for this one. But, you know, they got the, finally got a series win and got the monkey off their back. Ben, as somebody who played the game, like, I don't know what the answer is to this, but we know it's been a struggle all year with runners in scoring position. Like, can, I, I, can a manager or a hitting coach give you the, the just come on, guys, because that just makes it worse, doesn't it? I mean, aren't you squeezing tighter if that's the case? Like, how do you approach it when you know it's an issue – but you also don't want to hammer these guys with it where they're, they're up there subconsciously constantly thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where I think the more you press, the worse you get. And yeah. I think that's where they are is collectively as a team right now, it's almost like they're squeezing the sawdust out of the bat. They're trying to do too much. You know, they come up second and third, you know, we saw the other day, the bases loaded, nobody out. They got one run. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's almost like they're going up there trying to hit a grand slam. Dude, I'll just take a single up the middle. That's a single the other way. That's all I'm looking for. Keep the line moving. It just seems you're looking for that that ultra mega big blow, and so, instead of just you know worried about hitting a single, putting a ball in play, things along those uh, things along those lines. So um, it's I think it is one of those things where everyone's trying to, and I think that's partly part, part of Bryce Harper's struggles, the fact that he's trying to carry the team, he's trying to do too much, he's trying to hit the the six run homer. It's not possible. Just go up there and, and, and get your RBIs and, and stay within yourself. I don't. I just don't see them staying within themselves right now. One thing they really did on that other road trip when they went out to Arizona and to, uh, to uh, Oakland is they stayed in the middle of the field. They fouled a lot of pitches off. They didn't strike out a whole lot. That's something we didn't see in the homestand here. Mm. You know, Ben, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the aspect of guys pressing at the plate. And uh, we've talked about Harper swinging at pitches. He, we, we're not accustomed to seeing him swing at. Who are some of the other guys in your estimation who are really out of character at the plate, so to speak? Um, JT is one of them. And okay. I, I looked at his stats the other day in the postgame show. He's hitting 323 on the road with seven homers. He's hitting 168 at home with one Jeez. homer. Wow. So that, I mean, those, those are drastic, drastic numbers. Um, so I, I think he's just gets in funks where that he's got so much movement with that leg kick. There's and, and Kevin Long tries to simplify a lot of things. And we know that Trey Turner's now in slight form of a leg kick, but he likes to simplify things. That's what I like. I don't like a whole lot of movement, whether you're hitting or pitching. I just don't like a whole lot of movement. Um, but JT's just got that giant leg kick. And if he doesn't get that foot down on time, then he's not going to be successful. And I think, you know, sometimes he gets way out front, he starts flailing at balls as well. Um, but I think, you know, he's one of those guys we've seen Marsh. He was at a very good homestand. He's been pretty hot. Um, you know, and Castellanos has stayed, you know, he's, 
he's been unbelievable the entire course of the season. I really do hope that the fans vote him in for the all-star break because, or all-star game, because he deserves it. Um, but I think uh, Kyle Schwarber right now is in a funk. He's, he's not hitting the fastball. That's something that, that kind of worries me a little bit. And he's been striking out a lot as well. Um, I think Turner's just about ready to turn the corner and Bryce Harper is, I think he's just, he's just too over anxious. I mean, he swings at, pretty much every pitch up there. And then you look up there, it's, it's 0-2 or 1-2 every time up. So I'd like to see him stay within himself a little bit more, maybe see a few more pitches as opposed to just go up there and thinking you can hit everything. It's one thing to think you can hit everything, and that's great, yeah. but it's it's you want to swing at your strike. You don't want to swing at the pitcher's strike. How Ben, in terms of specifically with Harper with the, with the power, like, I, look, I view it as he came back really early from a very serious injury. I know you, you went through Tommy John. You, you can speak to this very well. Um, I feel like it'll come. I know it sounds like I'm just being sort of a pie eyed optimist, but like we got to understand that it wasn't going to, he wasn't going to come back and be Bryce Harper immediately. I think because he started off so well with just getting hits and stuff, we were all like, ah, he doesn't need any any rehab. He's good to go. Now you're seeing it kind of catch up to him a little bit. Um, what is it like in terms of the power and, and, and what that, you know, all holds when you come back from that injury? Uh, right now, Rob, honestly, it, it didn't affect me. I mean, I was hitting long, long before I was throwing a baseball after Tommy John. So I, I don't think this injury and, and not to make little of your question, but I don't think this injury is affecting his hitting. I don't, okay. I don't think it is. I think it's more so his approach. And his over-anxiousness is what's getting him out right now. Um, if, if he wasn't ready to come back and be 100% from a hitting standpoint, he would not be in there. And, you know, they're not going to make that mistake again, uh, you know, with playing him and, and make if he re, re-injures that, that ligament, that's the last thing you want to happen. But I just think right now he's in his head and he's over-swinging and he's over-anxious. I think those are the, the three main contrib- contributing factors to him slumping. I think uh, two homestands ago against Detroit, he juiced a couple good balls to left field, one to left center. They didn't go out. He thought they got him. He kind of stood there in the box and watched them go, and all of a sudden the guys were com- coming underneath it and camping and catching it. I think that kind of got in his head because the winds were – they were not in his favor, and he thought, oh, I got to do more. I got to do more. Right. When we swing our bat, the harder we swing – I know it sounds silly. The harder we swing, the slower our bat gets, and mm. I think that's what's happening with him right now. Mm. Do you honestly think we're on the cusp of seeing Harper play first base and moving moving Schwarber to DH? You think that's a possibility? I don't. I don't see it happening. I know he's been working there. Um, yeah. I, I, if anyone could do it, yeah, I think Bryce Harper could do it. I just don't see it happening. Um, you know, I think that would be – I think that the sooner they can get him in the outfield, the better, and maybe have possibly have him play left field. Castellanos has been playing a great right field, but I think they want to limit the throws as much as possible. Maybe have the cutoff men go out a little bit deeper um, to receive throws from Bryce Harper. That could be a possibility. So, um, but I think that this team is best suited if they were to get Schwarber as everyday DH and get Bryce back out to the outfield. Okay, so that, that that's where I was going to go with you next, Ben. Um, in terms, you know, we're we still have about a month and change here, but greatest need in your estimation if you're doing that let's say it would be harper and and left if that would were to happen would you go after a first base there's a lot of you know some goldschmidt chatter out there i I was thinking more in terms of a left fielder if harper played first then you just dh schwarber or or you can always go pitching i mean this spot is still up in the air 
what what direction would you go there in terms of a trade? I'm always going to go pitching. Um, this fifth spot mystery has just been an enigma the entire mm-hmm. season. They need to, to remedy this. Um, Christopher Sanchez, is he the answer? I, I don't think he is. He's, he's pitched okay mm-hmm. uh, in that role in his two starts that he's had. Um, having mind, having said that, one was against the A's, and, I, and no offense to the A's, but that pretty much is a double-A lineup. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just not a very competitive one. I thought he handled himself okay the other day against the Mets, um, but I still think they need another guy. They need a fifth starter. They need to not have really that be a question mark for them anymore, and, and pitching is what wins. We saw it last year with the Astros. They were so dominant. Um, I think someone like a Goldschmidt is going to cost you entirely too much. I know yep. they're going to want Andrew uh, Painter in that, and I saw Painter. He's my number one untouchable for the Phils right now. And I think if you were to, to try and go acquire Goldschmidt, uh, I'm sure they would want Painter in that deal. And that, that would be a no-go for me. Yep. How surprised are you that we're still looking at this Phillies team with a lot of question marks at this stage of a season? Now, they're three games over 500. Thank goodness. They're not underwater. But – this is not where we thought they would be record-wise at this point. Even with the injury, they still ha- – how, how surprised are you that we're still talking about – we don't really know what this Phillies team is or isn't as we approach July now. I'm very surprised, to be honest with you, Gunnar. I just thought this ball club would, would hit baseballs all over the place. I thought yes. they would average – I thought they would average five runs a game, and we're just not seeing that. And, and have games where they, you know, put a 12 spot up. I yes. just thought it was going to be like a softball team that just go out there and just whoop up on somebody on a daily basis. Um, it, we just haven't seen that. It's been too consistently inconsistent from an offensive standpoint. Um, that's uh, So from that aspect, uh, you know what? I, I am a little surprised that we are talking in this fashion because yeah. I just thought they were going to go whack the ball all over the yard and, and dominate people. It just hasn't been that way. Yeah, I'm surprised too, but if you look at, and I get it, you know, Bryce was out. He's still not equivalent power back. They do not have Hoskins, but you only have one guy double digit home runs right now. And that's Schwarber. That's it. You know, I mean, that's, that ain't going to cut. They're 21st in major league baseball in home runs. Right. And unless you're, I mean, like Alec Bohm only has a handful, but the dude has 47 RBIs. He's on pace for hundred. I'm always the guy that says, listen, you can get me a guy that hits for a pretty decent average, but I want on my team the RBI guy. He is the, the the uber important guy in my lineup every day. That's what I know Manny Ramirez was a great uh, average guy, but my God, he could drive a runner. If there's a runner on second base with two outs, you, you put your, all your eggs in one basket and say, man, he's going to drive him in. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at someone like um, uh, some guys in the past that they were just, you know, like a Ryan Howard. You always knew that Ryan Howard, for the most part, was going to drive these guys in. Um, it, that it just hasn't been that way. Unless you're hitting the ball out of the ballpark, you know, you got to find other ways to score. Hit, hit me a double, um, you know, those things. And, and you got to hit with runners in scoring position with two outs. We just haven't seen it this year. I just thought these guys were going to bop a lot of home runs, score a lot of runs, and just kind of, you know, free, free float their way through victories day in and day out. Again, it just hasn't been that way. Well, I, I'm very – look, Ben, I'm in the fool me once, shame on you, fool me like 14 times, shame on me with Trey Turner. Are, are you seeing something different here? Because, I, you know, uh, there have been several times where I'm like, this is the game. He'll This will be the launching pad. And I know he had a really good last game as well. Are you? I, I don't know what to make of a man at this point, honestly. 
Well, he said he found something in his balance and the the fact that he's spread out a little bit more. Now he's got this modified leg kick. He said it just he said one swing kind of just really set him apart um, in that home run that he hit the other day. Is it going to be that way? I mean, he's going to turn it around. He's just too darn good of a player. And let's not forget the fact that he's in a in a big city. When he got traded to LA, there wasn't really a whole lot of pressure on him. He was still under the old contract of the the, the Nats. And he goes out there. Then he signs an 11-year, $300 million deal. I don't care what marketing, you're going to go want to make sure that you know, these fans know that I'm worthy of every penny. He's a human being. He has feelings. He wants to impress everybody. He wants to show how good he is. I, I think when the, the, the season's over, he's going to be at, at least at 285 uh, batting average. That's the way I feel. I think the worst thing that could have happened to, to Turner was the fact that he hit five home runs in World Baseball Classic. Yep. I think that was the worst thing that could have happened. Because all of a sudden, we're, we as Philly fans like, this guy just hit five homers in the WBC. He's, you know how many he's going to hit at CBP? He's going to hit 40. Right. He's just He's never been that guy. And I think that was uh, honestly one of the worst things that could have happened to Turner. Ben, what has happened to pitching at the major league level as we knew it? We, you know, the Philly, Phillies game Sunday, you know, Brigham, they had out there and, and Showalter admitted after the game, I had nobody else to go to. Um, this epidemic, we're now starting to see with position pitchers coming in to pitch in, in moments and throwing softballs up at, at the plate. I think it's somewhat of a mockery to the game at the highest level. And I don't understand if a player has a day or two, how, why can't he come back and pitch 15, 20 pitches the next day? What do you mean you have to give him X amount of time off? What has happened to major league pitching at this level, man? Gunner, how much, how much time do we have? <laughs> your, your daughter will be I a senior in high school Sunday. when you finish this answer. It's ben. driving me nuts, man. It's <laughs> driving me crazy. So did you ever hear the story about what Larry Anderson said? Uh, he said, um, who was it? It was one of the, I think it was Peter Gammons told Larry that when he was in Boston, he got either up in the bullpen or in the game in 19 straight days. Jeez. 19. I think these guys, I don't think they throw enough. I think they're beyond coddled. Right. I think these uh, analytics say, well, he can't throw three days in a row. We've heard stories where if a guy gets up in the bullpen, then he couldn't even pitch in the game. The yeah, next, they're day. counting so they that now. The they're counting How's that, Ben. How's that possible? Yeah, I, I don't know, Gunner. Like I said, I think these. It, and I don't want to be the back when I played guy. Your butt was in that bullpen, and you were thrown until your arm was hanging off, or you yeah. literally went up to the manager and said, "Hey, man, I am so sorry. I can't. I can't go today. I just can't go. I just need one day. That's all I need." Um. I just think these guys, it's almost like they, they expect it. Like they know they're going to the field and they're not going to play or pitch. They don't throw enough. I'm telling you, it's just these guys are way too coddled. That's the bottom line, in my opinion. Why do you think all these guys are getting hurt? These guys come up because it's all about velo, velo, velo. How hard can you throw? We're not seeing longevity out of bullpen pieces anymore. No. We're not seeing the days of Craig Kimbrell getting 400 saves and pitching uh, and it was mid-30s, it ain't going to happen anymore because these guys are, gonna, are all going to be burnt out. They're going to have multiple surgeries, and they're going to be I – mean, they might get uh, service time because they're going to be on the IL for, for two years because all these different surgeries. It's just one thing that they just don't get it. That it at some point, it has to come back to the middle where, you know what, I, I, I don't care that I'm, I'm, I threw two days in a row. Skipper, you need me, I'm in there. 
if you think I'm the best option and I believe I'm the best option, then you better put me in there. I just don't see that out of guys anymore. And, and it's coming from the top, I guess. I, I, I guess it's coming from the top. Um, but it's, it's something I think that needs to change. Because this, otherwise, this- we're going to end up with debacles. Yeah, we're going to end up with debacles like we had the other day uh, on Sunday in New the York Mets. or against yeah. New York. And these yeah. guys coming in the game, they have no business being in there. Is this is this something that was implemented into the the, the latest players association and collective bargaining agreement? You know, kind of like the NFL backing off on practice sessions and how many reps you can go and think. You know, I, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying about they're not throwing enough. You have spring training. You know, these guys are in better shape physically than they were back then when you had Nolan Ryan throwing 800,000 pitches in a season, guys like that. So, so what is it about these guys, man? Is it, it, you, you said coddle. Is it mandated from top to bottom? Look, I need these guys to back off. You're paying them more money than they've ever seen before in the history of the game, but you're throwing them less. It makes no sense. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. And the other thing is like, if you don't think you can pitch in the game or maybe, maybe you say you can pitch in the game. Well, I don't want to see you down on the line at three o'clock playing burnout with your partner and then playing long toss. And then all of a sudden you can't pitch that night, but you still have to get your throwing routine in. I'd rather you pitch in the game than pitch and do all this other stuff at three o'clock in the afternoon when the, when the seats aren't filled. That's hmm. what I would rather see happen. But yet wow. they feel they still have to get the throwing program in. No, make sure you're ready for the game. That's when I need you. I don't need you to, to play burnout with your, with your partner at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Hmm. Ben, last one from me. Uh, how real are the Marlins? They're real. And everyone thought I was crazy in spring training when I said, watch out for the fish. And they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. When you have a starting rotation and Alcantara hasn't done anything, he's got an ERA at five or whatever it is. Yes. He's mm-hmm. done yep. nothing. The, the reigning National League Cy Young Award winner. He's been terrible. But their starting pitching is exceptional. A rise is hitting 400. Um, yeah. And this is Gene Segura's hitting under 200. But they're finding ways to win. Their numbers in one-run ball games are off the charts. Um, they're finding ways to win. Uh, I think they really enjoy their uh, their new manager. Uh, he's handling that that club extremely well. But it all comes down to pitching. It's not just their starters. Their bullpen's good as well. Uh, yeah, they're not, not going to wow you with the long ball, but they find ways to score. And again, having a guy that's a pure hitter. I mean, it's so fun to watch Luis Arise hit every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, just. We, we've gotten so far away from that. See, I had the privilege of hitting, of playing for four years with Tony Gwynn. And watching that man hit and be a pure hitter, it gave me chill bumps just to watch him. And now it's all launch angle and hitting home runs. I mean, there's three outcomes, a walk, a homer, or a strikeout. Um, that's not fun to watch. Watching Luis Arise hit, that's fun for me. Uh, I think it's, yeah. it's fun for a lot of people. Instead of watching him walk back to the dugout with his tail between his legs because he just struck out. Um, it's nice to see him go five for five, which he's done, I think, three times in the month yep. of June, which is ridiculous. So he's got a, he's got 111 hits already, Ben, and he's he's only struck out 15 times in 278 plate appearances. That's unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> you put balls in play, good things happen. And yep. I, I, it's, the now nowadays, the strikeout is just another way to make an out. When I struck yeah. out, I was embarrassed because that means that son of a gun got the best of me. And you know what? And I struck out a lot and I hated every one of them. At yeah. no point in my career did I ever say, ah, it's just another out. No, I was embarrassed. Uh, the guys don't look at it this way anymore. 
Interesting. Yeah, great, great stuff, man. Appreciate Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now, what do we have? Thanks, uh, what do we have? We, we, in the po- we on the uh, studio tonight? What are we doing? What do we got? Yeah, back on? in the studio. We go on at 730 okay. for the pregame show. Um, game starts at 8, so hopefully the weather cooperates at Wrigley, um, which you, you never know what you're going to get out there. Right. Uh, but they got three night games, and then um, that's about it. Yeah, that's Good. about it. Good. All right. Well, enjoy. Uh, enjoy the hoops. If you if you sneak in there to check out what's going on, enjoy it. If I'm not, going to Wawa. Uh, you you're going to Wawa. Going We're to holding Wawa. you up from Wawa. You got to go, man. All right, Ben. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for a couple minutes, bud. I appreciate you go, it. Bro. Thanks, guys. Great seeing you, boys. All right, all Love good. Us. Gunner, that was a great question, uh, and you know you could hear how passionate Ben is about that. Uh, yeah. You know about that subject and. You know, and I don't think he came off like the the old man screaming on the lawn. I mean, I think no, there's a no. lot of valid points made, you know, with with the with the equivalent with the arms, you know, the approach at the plate, you know, and and he's a guy who played the game, and he's he's fed up watching what he's seeing here. This this is rather be nuts, Rob. And I've watched, you know, and and every now and then because you have so many channels now and so many so much access to a lot of different you know, baseball entities. Yeah, it's like every time I pop, every week I pop on, you got a position player coming out now to throw in the latter stages of a game because you don't have enough arms. And I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You have 10, 11, 12 pitchers on the staff and nobody can come out and get you an out yeah. to stop the bleeding? And that's why you go back to that game Sunday against the Mets. They gave the Phillies that game. If they had one legitimate pitcher, that kid Brigham, he would have hit one batter. He walked three. You're out of the game. You're it done. You've been gone, yeah, so long. So long before he was. Yep. And, and Showwater says after the game, I had nobody else. What do you mean? You got a bunch of dudes sitting out there collecting seven-figure incomes. You can't ask one of them to get off their butts on a day of rest and throw 15, 20 mitches, uh, pitches? You, you know what it was like, Derek? It, last Tuesday, a week ago today, all right, the Phillies are playing the Braves in game one of that series. There were there were three guys unavailable coming off a, a day off. I'm saying to myself, you're playing the Braves, man. And you got you got Alvarado and I forget who else. Well, like like two or three big boys unavailable to pitch. Like what are we doing here? I, Expand there's, there's, the rosters and bring more arms up. Yeah, I, I it's bad. It's bad. Um, all right, let me let me pass this along to you. So the Flyers uh, have made a trade. They have traded Kevin Hayes to St. Louis. Okay. Uh, and the Flyers will be eating fifty percent of his salary. He's got three years Ooh. left. Yeah, three years left on his deal, and what they get in return is a sixth-round pick. What? That's it. That's 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 it. Um, Why make the trade? My guess is it's it's more about you know clearing cap space than anything else. Um, but yeah, I mean. It's uh, it's interesting. He's gone, and you know, a 2024 sixth rounder is what they got. Sixth uh, and, and they're yeah. I mean, well, that was going to be part of the D'Angelo deal. Was they're going to be eating 50 percent of that too? Like they're just they're looking to cut ties, slash and burn. And I think you know it, it'll it'll start to really kick in for them next year 
where they're going to have a lot of cap space, but they're, they're moving on. I don't, I don't think Tortorella was a big Kevin Hayes fan either. Um, but they're, 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 they're making good on their promise. They're, they're going hard here. They're, they're going to, there's going to be a lot more where this came from. I mean, they so, tried. No, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I, I was just going to say like over the weekend, they, they tried to move Sanheim and D'Angelo and both deals hit snags, but there's, there's Gunner. There's going to be a lot more where this came from. There's going to be a lot more guys packing their bags. So basically we're telling the fan base for this season, it's going to be the bad news bears. <laughs> but next year, is when we're going to start really changing the complexion of this team. But I don't know. I can't necessarily say that. I don't know. Like, I don't know how much they're going to be aggressive trying to buy free agents versus just grow things in the, you know, organically out of the system. You know, let me ask, I'm not let sure. Me ask you this. Yeah. Right now, how many, how many decent free agents are going to want to come to Philadelphia? I mean, right. think about it for years. Philadelphia was a premier landing spot because of the history, the tenacity, the toughness they played, always the playoff team. That's not the case the last couple of years. How many yeah. free agents are going to want to come here? Yeah. This is like the Death Valley of the NHL right now. Well, I, I think that's a great point, but I think that's why you got to start building it with young guys where then yeah. maybe a veteran yeah. would say, okay, I, you know, this guy looks like he's a real deal or whatever. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, again, it's, they, it's they sit. Yeah, and they're eating 50% of it. Are you see, I mean, okay. So, like you just said, basically they want to unload a lot of big salaries and start afresh. I get that, but you got to get something better than a sixth round pick. Now they have what? Two first round picks now for this draft. They do. They have seven okay. and twenty or twenty two. Yeah, they have two. Uh, so they're in great position to, to rebuild the farm system. How yes. soon will some of these kids be NHL ready? Their hockey's pretty quick. They usually, if they don't go to college. Uh, they're up within probably if they're a really legitimate prospect by the time they're 20 ish. Um, hey, so Hayes had, he's, he has three years remaining on a seven year, $50 million deal. So it's about 7.14 per year. Okay. Uh, so you th- figure 20, you know, about 22 million left. They're going to eat about 11 of it. Um, so yeah, he's gone. He, he is gone. he, Hayes had said he had no preference. He, he's, he's known he was going to be traded. He had no preference where he would go. Right. So they sent him to St. Louis. So he's gone. You think, they'll trade, you think they'll trade the goalie? The goalie thing is very complicated. He's embroiled in a controversy where a woman back when these guys were in the, were in like junior hockey, I think they were representing yep. team Canada. Yep. Uh, you know, claimed that, that there was a gang rape. There's an allegation of a gang rape. And Carter Hart was was apparently allegedly one of the people involved. So that thing hasn't been completely cleared up yet. So that's holding things up. Okay. If you if you were to consider moving him, like he can't, they're not allowing any of those guys to represent Team Canada, including Carter Hart. Okay. So he's in, he's in a holding pattern right now, and I don't know that he'll go. I think he probably will end up staying for that reason, and because he you know he he's pretty good goalie, but. Yeah. Never know. You never know. Okay. But, all, right. all right. So we'll uh, we come back. I'll tell you who got the uh, Wheel of Fortune gig, which I know you're excited about. I'll tell you who got the hosting job. Uh, we'll do that. We'll talk a little Sixers because a lot of the uh, the heavyweights, you know, in in the uh, insider the NBA insiders are weighing in on the whole Harden thing. So we'll get into all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Pro Action Restoration. Pro Action Restoration is the place you turn to if you get fire, smoke, 
mold, any of the above, water, damage in your home, a, a property that you own, a business. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Proaction restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company also. So keep in mind, and I went through this. It was a Saturday at my parents' house. I reached out to them. They got right out there, and they absolutely could not have been better. Fixed the problem. Price was right. Crew was professional. Clean the whole night. All right, give them a call. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760 or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. All right, we're back. Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis hanging out with you on this Tuesday. All right, so uh, Pat Sajak at 76 years old announced his retirement. 
He will uh, finish out. I think he's going to go until the end of this year or something like that. And, and then he's going to finish up. And so 2024, there will be a new host of the wheel of fortune. Uh, Sage X been doing it since like 81 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Seacrest. Huh? Oh, huh? uh, here's the thing. This dude is so overexposed anyway. Are you serious? Kelly Lee, whatever it's called, Regis. What is the show? You know the show I'm talking about. Yeah. He, he was on that for a while. He left there. Uh, live, I think it's called. Um, he, you know, uh, American Idol. She still does. And he does a nationally syndicated radio show as well. Um, do we need more Ryan Seacrest in our life here? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. Are you serious? Out of all the people they could have picked, they picked. Yeah. I, come on, man. I'm sorry, but I'm just not that interested. I'm, I, I don't. I'll be frankly. I don't watch <laughs> Will for the only game show. The only game show I watch is Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. It's the only one I watch. So <laughs> I don't really care. But I just I'm sick of the dude. He's the white Steve Harvey. He's the white Steve Harvey. He is. They, they both have seventy-eight jobs. You, you know, and and it's just oh my god. Yeah. So. Hey, look, God, God bless you. If you can get that many jobs, you know, yeah. and you and they're paying you that kind of money. Oh, he's making you, serious coin. Yeah. You ride that wave for as long as you can. But of all the people, if you would ask me, D gun name ten people who you think would be a great host for for Wheel of Fortune. He he would not have been on there because you're right. He's so overexposed. Uh, I, I I don't know, man. I, you know what? He has he must have one heck of an agent. That's the that's the only way I can see it. His agent must be so well connected in the industry that people just just roll out the red carpet for him in, in any venue whatsoever. I, I don't get it. I don't get yeah. it at all. Yeah, I I don't know. You're right. I mean, he just and the other part is just can we get a little creative? I like I get it for the audience that they're they're catering to um <laughs> dank <laughs> uh, I, look maybe i am being a little hypocritical here maybe yeah could be uh are you overexposed Rob ryan seacrest of philly sports talk not 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 wrong he's not wrong. Are, are you are you overexposed rob i don't know man i don't know what i am i know i'm not making seacrest money i can tell you that really? um but um i i just think like they're trying to cater to sort of that, that middle America. They don't want to offend. Seacrest doesn't offend. He's great at reading a prompter. You, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're good. They're not going to take any risks. Right. And, and that's what you get. Like that's, that's what you so, get. So what's going to happen? What's going to happen to Vanna White? Is she quitting too? I didn't see anything on her. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't, I, I think she's still doing it. I think maybe they, they probably would want to bridge both, you know, her and, and the new host, I would think. Hey, yeah, look, totally Vanna's changing still, things. Vanna's still strong, even in the twilight of her career. I agree. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna get. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna look up. How old do you think Vanna is? Let's let's let's. Just I would look. say got to be at least sixty, close to sixty, maybe. I'm saying 60? older. I'm saying. Older? I'd say sixty-seven. Okay, sixty-seven. Okay. Uh, sixty-six. She turned sixty-six in February. Yes. Dude, think about this for a moment. 66 years old, you're making a minimum five million a year just walking out, throwing your hand up in the air and turning a letter. Mm-hmm. You're turning a letter, dude. And you don't even work a full year because they take no. so many shows in such a short amount of time, they spread out throughout the course of a year. Mm-hmm. 
Dude, you get like 30 weeks off a year. I keep doing it. I would keep doing it until they tell me you're not doing it anymore. Yeah. I'm doing it. You're okay? right. Yeah, I can, I can carve a month out a year to go turn letters. Okay? I'm good. Let me tell you something. Five million a year? Yeah. That's all I would do. Yeah. But 30 weeks a year out of out of 52 weeks? Yeah. 25, 30 weeks? What? You, you better Five million? You, you better change the locks for me or else I'm going to be in there doing <laughs> <laughs> doing it okay i could tell you that much man um yeah so seacrest is the guy all right anyway moving on um no. so I, I i'm trying to listen to as much of this stuff this week as possible derek when it comes to um nba free agency because we're, we're on the cusp of, uh, of it thursday so we're two days away from it oh gee or it starts right but part of it is these guys have to make the final decision whether they're, they're going to opt in or opt out of these player options that they have so Harden has a player option uh, going into the season for about $36 million. Everybody knows he's opting out. That's not even a question. But So then it becomes, okay, where's he going? How much is he getting? I don't think there's much debate anymore. It's the Sixers. From everything we're hearing, Houston's out. Phoenix is already out. They made the trade for Beal. I don't see anybody else stepping up here. Um, now it comes down to how many years. So Brian Windhorst of ESPN said, the Sixers' entire offseason focus has been re-signing Harden. Jeez. You just killed my t- – and the sun just came out. It was raining this morning. The sun is finally out. I'm happy. I'm going outside to work in the yard when it shows. You just killed my mojo, man. I know. So, I'm he's serious. not the only one. Mark Stein, who covers the NBA. Kendrick Perkins, who covers the NBA. Are, it all Basically, this is a foregone conclusion that this guy's coming back. Uh, and, and there are some that believe – that he might get more than two years. I'm like, oh come on, man. But but here here's the most here's a basic principle of negotiation. You need leverage when you're when you're when you're you know laying out your side of things. You need an option. You need an alternative. What is Harden's alternative? If if the Sixers say, we'll give you two years, man. That's it. That's all we're giving you. What's his options? I don't get it. Um. So basically you're telling me they're going to run it back with the same nucleus. They priced Tobias Harris out of the market to the point where, as we talked about yesterday, the way we've heard the stories about what they were asking from both Phoenix and Cleveland for Tobias tells me they didn't want to get rid of him in the first place. Now you're telling me all these multiple sources who are well, you know, well versed and, and deep within the behind enemy lines and the NBA, you know, scuttlebutt. Are all saying that Harden was coming back here and he always was? How excited are you about this team coming up this fall? Think I'm about not. it. Now, you are you are born, bred, diehard Philadelphia, true blood, through and through. How excited are you about this upcoming season? I'm not, Derek. I'm not at all. And, and here's the thing. Usually when you feel the way that I feel, it's gonna it's like a flyer situation where they're going to you know win like 10 games. This team will probably still win 50 games. But I can't get excited about that at all, you know, because I know how it ends. I know they're going to be able to beat. Okay, here, here's who they're going to be better than. They're going to be better than Brooklyn, Atlanta, Toronto, Atlanta, Detroit, Indianapolis or Indiana, uh, Charlotte, Orlando, and Washington. That's great. So they'll probably get somebody in the first round who they can beat. That's great. <laughs> right. <laughs> they'll get somebody in the first round who they can beat. 
Okay, I've seen that too. And then here we go in the second round when you're either going to get Milwaukee or Boston or Miami or maybe even Cleveland if they take that that next step forward. Or the Knicks, if they if either one of them take that step forward. And then guess what? It goes bye-bye because you don't have enough or because Joel's hurt or because Harden can't doesn't play huge in game seven or six. Like, how many more times can we watch this and hope the ending's different? Um, as long as the Sixers put it on the court, that's that's the only option. You know, if you like basketball and you love Sixers, you're going to watch. Yeah, There's going to be a lot of misery involved, but you're going to watch, plain and simple. And because of what we do, we have to watch. We have to watch this night in and night out to see how it unfolds. The only the only possible saving grace is could a change in coach change about bring bring about a change in this this their mis their fortunes. Yeah, okay, that's a fair point. It, it, Nick Nurse is a fair point. Okay, um, if there's anything I can hang my hat on is that they'll be coached differently. And maybe he can reach them in a way that that Brett Brown couldn't, that Doc Rivers could. Maybe. Okay. I mean, Or could he rub them the wrong way? I'm okay with that. I Look, I would rather him piss them off, quite frankly, you know, get under Joel's skin a little bit or and or not take some of the nonsense. I'd be good with that. They well, Obviously, the enabling hasn't helped. And I think Doc Rivers did try to get like he even said, uh, there were sometimes he was like, "Joel, I need you to play." Like I, I, I applaud him for that. But I, some of this stuff is too ingrained, I think, from the process years. I agree. And if you got the same group of guys, you got a, you got a new coach. Now, obviously, Nick Sirianni was able to do it with the Eagles, but football is a different, a whole different mindset than, than than basketball. So you got these guys who were under Doc Rivers, who did it Doc Rivers' way. Now you got a guy coming here who said, we're going to play better defense. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And on top of that, if Harden's coming back, if the rumors are true that Harden basically went back to being James Harden hoisting up shots when he wanted to, could he butt heads with Nick Nurse? If Nick Nurse, if Nick Nurse wants him to be something else other than what James Harden wants to be, how long would that marriage last? Yeah, I know. I know. You're right. But but you know what though, Derek? Maybe there. Maybe if that's the case, it's time to start weeding things out anyway. If, if he if if you know if a guy trying to get you to do something differently or motivate you a different way or speak the truth to you rather than just kissing your rear end, it angers you. Maybe it's time for you to go. See if I if I was the Sixers as after Nurse was hired, I would have immediately said, James, need you in Philadelphia. I know you're in the club. You got to get out of the club, bro. I need you in Philly for one day. Uh, you need to sit down and, and, and do a meet and greet with Nick Nurse. Let's see if we're on the same page. If there was any inkling that that, that James Harden might have a problem with Nick Nurse, I get up from that table and say, James, I just want to thank you for your contributions over, over the last season, uh, but we're moving in a different direction. Yeah. Even well, though you know it's going to hurt. I I, 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 let me say, I agree with you. Okay. I, I, first off, I agree with you. I, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. It would be impossible. But th the other thing that I would say to that is too, this is where the negotiation goes for me. Like James, we're offering you two years, you know, whatever the money is. I'm not so much worried about the money. It's, it's about years for me. 
if you're not satisfied with two years and you want more, then thank you for your service. And right. you should, you should get, you know, just go somewhere else, man, because it's not happening here. But I, I can't, I can't imagine Maury does that. I don't know. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'm not, I'm not offering James the 50 million. I'm saying, James, what'd you make? 35 last year. We're offering you 36 and a half this year. Sorry. That's it. That's all we got for you, brother. We're trying to build something here. And if we give you that 50, we're really going to be right back in the boat next year. Like we are this year cap strapped again. Yep. We're trying to build something sooner rather than later. Hey, I look, I know you're mad. We're not giving you the max 50 per, but this is our financial business blueprint right now. Do you see yourself being a part of it? You don't? Oh, hey, uh, you know, uh, good luck in Houston, wherever you're going. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, that, that's the best we can do for you here. Yeah. But like I- you said, and people keep saying it in the chat, and I keep saying it on Twitter, Maury's going to buckle and give this dude what he wants. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's another reason why I can't. I can't get excited. I'm telling you, man. Like, but this, I believe this. I think this is going to be the year. I had this discussion with Mike Sielski last night. Right. And, and he, he was on the side of, I think they're still going to show up this upcoming season. I'm not telling you the attendance is going to drop dramatically, but I think we're going to start to see less sellouts this year. I do think it starts this Uh, year. Especially if this team is losing more than is winning. Yeah. With James Harden back, with Tobias Harris back. Yep. Oh, yeah, people are going to sour on this real quick. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, let's get a timeout. Let's get back to the NFL discussion, Derek. We'll look at some of the top free agents that are still available. Could the Eagles be in the market for any of these guys? Uh, I'll tell you how quickly a game that's going to be played in Europe this year sold out. It's going to blow your mind. And we'll do continue our greatest series. We'll do the greatest players from the Miami Dolphins. All right, so we'll do all that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. He's Derek. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, they are an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 
58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Number three, what's up, everybody? Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That guy is D Gun. This guy is Rob Ellis. We're hanging out with you, as we always do, bringing you three hours of power. We set our sights on the NFL Gunner. So I just saw this story. Leonard Fournette <clears throat> escaped injury after his car caught fire while he was driving it. He posted a video on his Instagram account uh, Tuesday showing his luxury SUV torched on the side of a, a highway. It's unclear where he was or what caused the car to combust. And he said, quote, man, it was one of those days today. <laughs> I guess so. But I like to thank God my car caught fire while I was driving. But I am blessed. He's fine. There's no injuries or anything. Jeez. Like, oh, my God, man. Scary, right? Well, you got to figure it's a newer SUV. So what What could have possibly a shortage in a wire? I mean, what? No, man, that's that's frightening. Man, but, yeah, he's okay. So, uh, yeah, he's a free. He's, he's speaking of. He's one of those electric free car. agents. Yeah, Twist Twist says electric car. Hey, that's that's you know I keep hearing all these these company motor, uh, automobile companies. You know, by the year 2030, 33, we will convert to uh, all electric cars. I don't know about this. I'm that, not so sure about this, dude. That feels a little ambitious for me. Uh, that soon I, I don't know that that's only but it's 10, coming 10 years yeah it's coming it's coming it will it'll, it'll it's coming soon make no mistake it'll it'll be here before you know it i don't know about 10 years but i, I think 20 years yeah 20 all years i know is all these big companies say by the year 2030 uh, most of our production lines will be electric i'm just saying i hear you, I you know hear you. My, my oldest daughter has a car now uh she has a, a brand new pacifica um 
and it's it's electric as well as gas, dude. Let me tell you something. The plus is she can drive this thing, you know, back and forth to work uh, on the battery for a long time, and then when she gets to where she works at the hospital, she plugs it in, so she's not using up a lot of gas. So you're saving money on gas in that regard. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know. You know, hey, we we always talk. Hey, you know, everybody's in prime example. Lithium batteries are big now compared to your standard batteries. Yep. How many stories have you heard about lithium batteries exploding? Yep. Okay, stuff like that. Anytime you make these conversions, you know, for as as, as promising as it seems, there's always a flaw behind a closed door. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not I'm not too keen about driving a, a completely electric car. I want to drive from from Delaware all the way across country to California. You know, how many times do I have to stop so the battery doesn't overheat or something like that? Just something's crazy. How it, and how many places? Do I have to look at on a GPS and map to find that you can charge a battery? You know, Wawa's now have them across the board. You can go to any Wawa and they have them now. Yep. And a lot of the, the fast food places, are not fast food, but like the mini marts are getting them. Mm-hmm. But more places, you have to go, like if you get off a highway, you have to find these places where you can char- charge a battery. I, I don't want to be doing all that. I got you. I got you. Um, all right, so interesting. There's there's a lot of heavy hitters and big names still available, uh, Derek. As we as we inch towards uh, training camp here, so let me throw some names your way. And I don't know that any of these, <clears throat> excuse me, necessarily apply to the Eagles, but nonetheless, interesting names that are still out there. All right, Dalvin Cook, I think is the he may be the the most highly sought guy, even though he plays running back more so than DeAndre. Well, I was going to say because of his age, DeAndre's older, but you know what? Wide receiver's a more premium position. All right, let, let's go Hopkins and Cook, I think, are one, too, because a lot of these other guys, like Julio yep. Jones is older. Taylor Lewan is all kinds of banged up, like major yep. injuries. Yep. Ezekiel Elliott's on the on the back nine. Uh, you know, Jarvis Landry at this point is just happy for a job. Uh, Matt Ryan is sort of retired, but he's not really. You know, you really interested in Kenny Galladay, and and you know we're, we started to get into a some lesser guys at this point. I mean, Eli Apple. Uh, well, I, I will say this: um, I do have interest in a Marcus Peters. Yeah, I do have interest interest in a Kwan Alexander linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Ioannidis. I still can't believe he's not with Washington anymore. He's a good D tackle. He's a temple he guy. I watched him his whole career. He's a very good player. Yes, he is. Um, if Casey Hayward is all the way back from that knee injury, I think Casey's 33, 34 now. That's he's about still him. really good. He's still a really good defensive back, really good cornerback. I would have interest in him for one year. Uh, let's see who else we got on this. Kyle Van Noy, I, I have interest in. Uh, I know you love Robert Quinn. <laughs> Boy, man, uh, you talk about you know, hitting a wall. Wow, I'm looking down this list. I tell you what, and I, I'd be interested in, and these are people I'm interested in, not for the Eagles because they already have the positions filled. I'm still interested in a Teddy Bridgewater as a backup quarterback. Yeah, I'd be fine with Teddy Bridgewater as a backup. You know, Kareem yeah. Hunt. Um, Byron Jones is is he, he's than, all banged up. Remember, yeah. remember some of the things he said. Yeah, he's he's not playing again. Kicker Robbie Gold, he can still kick it. He's still a fishing kicker. Kenyon Drake could maybe give you something. How's Kareem, how's Kareem Hunt still on the other I don't know. I think that might be – you know, you, you know what part of this is, Derek, frankly? They're, they're, 
they have to be in that waiting game till somebody gets hurt. Yep. You, you hate to say it, but that's what it is. If I'm in team, if, but but right now, if I'm a team in need of a running back, you mean to tell me Chicago can't use a Kareem Hunt? Um, Houston couldn't use a Kareem Hunt to go along with Damian Pierce? Mm-hmm. You, I agree you, with you. Their teams, right? Arizona couldn't use a Kareem Hunt? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh, there are a whole bunch of teams that could use a Kareem Hunt like right now. How is he still out there? Well, you know what I think may happen with him? One of these teams is in the market for a running back. Whoever doesn't get Dalvin Cook, maybe Kareem Hunt is plan B. And maybe maybe Kareem Hunt a little bit is waiting for, for Dalvin Cook to set the market. Maybe. Ooh. I, I, I don't know. I I mean, I, he can still play. I got a two. I got a two-part question for you. All right. Number one: Will Carson Wentz play in the NFL in 2023? Number two: Who's going to be the one to grab him? Okay. Number one: He will play. He will be in the NFL this year as a backup somewhere because somebody's going to lose a quarterback, and he's going he's going to play. Uh, he'll be on a team. All right. Where will it be? All right, let me think about this. Um, I don't think Frank Reich wants any part of him again. I don't think nope. Doug Peterson wants any part of him again. Um, obviously, it's not going to be Washington So you could and the Eagles. So you could check four teams off right away. Um, mm. You know where it could happen? Where? He's got a home in Houston. Why does he have a home in Houston? I don't know. But he has a home in Houston. You know where else it could happen? Andy Reid's been kind of a, 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 a wayward quarterback whisperer. True, true. So if let me look at what they have going on behind. It's not great behind Mahomes. I don't really love the setup there. Is it Gabbard who went over there? I think it's Gabbard who was with what, Tampa. I'm off the top of my head. Oh, huh. uh, it is Gabbard. Okay. Let's say, I don't know, something fluky happens to Gabbard in camp. I can maybe see that. And it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for to, to go there and just freaking listen to somebody instead of thinking you know it all. And listen to Andy Reid and watch the way Mahomes goes about his business. Hmm. I, Let's see. Atlanta, Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke. No, not there. No. They paid Heineke a lot to be his backup, yeah, they too. Did. Yes, they did. Uh, let's see. Who else am I looking at? Uh, How about the Rams? That's a that's a, that's a a decent option. Let me see. Maybe there, and it helped him a little bit. Okay, so it can't be – it won't be the Saints. Derek Carr, James, James Winston's still on the roster. Yeah, it won't be the Saints. It's it's not, Unless they have all kinds of injuries, it won't be the Jake, Saints. Jake Hayner and then Taysom Hill's – is the emergency quarterback. Yeah. And let's see. With uh, Hayner, they drafted him in the fourth round, a kid out of Fresno yeah, State. He, he's I'm not like, going there. No. No, he's not going there. Let's see. Is there any other team that could possibly – Hmm. So the Rams have Brett Rippon as the backup. He's the nephew of Mark Rippon. Remember Mark Rippon? What? Redskins. Yeah, that's his ne- – he's, he's there. And then they drafted the kid Stetson Bennett out of Georgia. Okay. I was looking at Buffalo. They have Josh Allen, Kyle Allen, and Matt Barkley is still in the league. Still hanging enough. around. I know. God he's, bless him. He's, he's made a lot of money just doing the clipboard thing. Good for him. 
Good night. Uh, let's see. Who's who's the backup in Baltimore here? I don't it's even still know. Hunting, isn't, it, is, isn't it Tyler Hunt? Yeah, it is Hunt. Then Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson is now number three. Uh, let's see. Man, how many out? He's not going back to the Colts. Uh, Tennessee? No, no. Tennessee still has Malik backing up there. They, they've committed to him. Okay. So Tone says Tampa. Uh, Tampa's got Mayfield, Kyle Mayfield. Trask, who actually Brian Johnson coached in college. He was his coordinator in college at mm. Florida. And then it's the John Walford who played, I think, his first two years with the Rams with with McVay out there. Maybe. Mm. I mean, that's maybe that 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 could happen. You know, Tampa Ooh. could happen. Oh, maybe the Chargers. After Justin Herbert, you have Easton Stick and Max Dugan. Who? Well, Easton Ooh. Stick actually is a North Dakota State guy who was there after Carson, believe it or not. And then Max Dugan is the kid who played TCU. He's tough as nails, man, that kid. Yeah, okay. First of all, <laughs> okay. he, he have a nice, nice sale, Rob. Nice, uh, nice job, buddy. Uh. Wow. Oh, well, that, I mean, I don't look, here's what has to happen. I mean, think about it. You need a, a situation almost like San Fran last year where you have a bunch wow. of dudes going down. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know if he's going to play this year, to be honest. I, th I think he will. I think he will. It's 17 games. Teams are going to have injuries. I think he, I, I think he's now knows. I think there's a realization with Carson Wentz that my way didn't work. You know, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever that way was, it didn't work. It didn't, it didn't work in Philly. It didn't work in Indy. It didn't work in Washington. Could he be blacklisted out of the league? I don't know. I mean, that's a three-year span with three different teams. Carson Wentz um, is too busy out shooting black bear in the great outdoors, you know. He doesn't have to work. Uh, you know what no, I mean? It's, he's he's set financially if he chooses to walk. So ah, John Dickerson says the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or the Raiders. What about the Raiders? Ah. Aha. Uh -huh. I'm looking at the Patriots now, and it's Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, your favorite. And they also brought in Trace McSorley from the uh from the Cardinals. I, they're they're pretty set. In New England. Mm. Who was the other team that he said? The Raiders? The Raiders. All right. So the Raiders, uh, their depth chart is Jimmy G, Hoyer, Aiden O'Connell, the rookie out of Purdue. Yeah, that could – the Raiders are a possibility. Mm. Raiders okay. are a possibility. Okay. Jimmy G, who's hurt all the time. Hoyer, who's a 1,000. And in, and uh, I think O'Connell was undrafted. Fly, Fly Parks says Miami. Uh, all right, let's go through them. All right, so we know, yeah, look, we know Tua's injury history, right? We that's uh, I don't, I don't see, I don't see Carson being a Mike Daniels kind of a quarterback. Down yeah, well, that. you know what? I, I actually think they have pretty good backups. Mike White came over from the Jets, and yeah. they still have that Skylar Thompson who's not bad no, as a backup. No. No. I, Miami's in pretty good shape. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. My, yeah, the tone says Miami's good at backup. Okay. So yeah. his option, his option, you're right. It comes down to he may be still out there week four, week five, waiting for somebody to call. I, I that, that if yeah, that, you know what? I do think that. Like if you're asking me, will he be on a roster re week one? No. Yeah. Nope. I don't think he will. Mm. So yeah, that one's gonna be one to keep your eye on. All right. So the uh 
They're playing a bunch of games in Europe this year. One of them is the Dolphins, speaking of the Dolphins, one of them is the Dolphins and the Chiefs, which is being played in Frankfurt, Germany. Okay? It took 15 minutes to sell this game out when tickets went on sale. 15 minutes? 15 minutes in Germany. That's how quickly the, the, the tickets went. Pretty amazing. Wow. I mean, it tells you it tells you a couple of things. One, that, that, that people overseas are, you know, into the game of football. They know it because there was the the NFL Europe too. So they have some familiarity. Like there's pro leagues over there. Like I know a friend of mine's son who played quarterback at Delaware is okay. playing in an Italian league. He plays in, in a league in Italy. They have leagues in, in these European wow. countries. They do. Um, but anyway, so. See, yeah, I, I, go, I go back to Roger Goodell did an interview last October when it was brought up about putting uh, teams in Europe. And there was a talk about possibly putting four teams in Europe. And he said he felt that London in particular, which, which they go every year, could support not one, but two teams in London. Hmm. So, and there's a possible, there was talk about, there, there is talk about trying to put a four team division in London. Right. So if you got two, t- I'm, I'm in, in Europe. So if you have two in London, Germany would be the, the, the third op- next option. Who would be after that? Spain? Mexico. Would you do Mexico city or something like that? Ooh. They do. They sometimes they, they do a game a year over there. Don't they? A, a Monday night game. Yes, generally? Yeah. Is that too close know. to? Well, San Diego's not there now, right? Um, no, San Diego. San Diego do, doesn't have a team. Do you feel like it's too close to L.A.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, then I don't, th- I don't see them doing that. I mean, they did it forever. You had the San Diego Chargers and the L.A. Rams. Yeah, they did it forever. But San Diego wouldn't buckle on building a new stadium. Matter of fact, they tore down Jack Murphy Stadium and built some kind of sports complex there on that site now. So San Diego, I don't think cares whether they ever ever have a football team again or not. Yeah. Because all the Charger fans are going up the coast to L.A. now. I wonder, like, how attractive is that to the players, though? I was going to say, if I was a young player, 22 years old on draft night, with the first pick of the 2028 NFL draft, um, the London Monarchs select, and I'm like, London? Uh-huh. I, I, I don't want to go to London. I, I Frankfurt? Yeah. I, I don't want to go to Germany? Mm-mm. I don't want to live over. Over there for six months? I don't think that's super appealing. Yeah, I mean that's a tough thing. You're you're uprooting your 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 especially if you're in like Germany, you're going to a you know foreign speaking language and I don't know. Amsterdam. I'm sure a lot of young players would want to go to Amsterdam. Well, see, oh, I, here's woo! the thing. Like any of those is great if you're playing one week, but you know, 17 weeks over there with camp and everything else. I mean, you're basically yeah. tied up from July until hey, if you go deep, February. Hey, Amsterdam would be the perfect city now, considering the NFL says marijuana is no longer banned. <laughs> no love banned substance. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers would be signing up. We, we, you know, we know that. Oh, Are you kidding me? You'd have you'd have all pothead team in Amsterdam. <laughs> so Christy went to a game in Germany in, in ninety American game, uh, American football, okay. not not football. Uh, in ninety one or ninety two, Germans hated the concept of cheerleaders. Men around me said, "Get them off the field. It's silly." Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I guess so. Um, really? I yeah, I'm surprised the men would. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I hear you. All right, so um, Derek, this one is woof. This story. Um, oh yeah. Uh, 
I don't know where to start. So you sent me this one. Um, hey, don't give me credit. <laughs> so former Jets first round pick Darren Lee. Yeah was issued an arrest warrant after he's been accused of beating his own mother and the mother of his son. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. So uh, this young man was one. drafted in the first round just in 2016, still in the prime of his career. Um, what could have possibly gone so wrong that you're at this stage now? Yeah. Because the league is never going to touch you again. Um, he had the people. People had such high hopes for this guy in terms of being a potential Pro Bowl type linebacker. Yep. You know, um, he was the twentieth overall pick in the sixteen yep. draft. Yep. And and there's a whole lot of teams that could have used good linebackers out there. I mean, how how do you do? How do you do? I mean, you're right. You know, John Dickerson. Uh, you know, mental health issue. Yes, there's got to be some kind of mental health issue. When you strike, let alone, I don't condone striking women to begin with, but your mother and and the, and the, and the mother of your baby? I mean, really? My yeah, goodness. so apparently the mother of his child heard, a, heard a, um, a woman screaming upstairs in the house that they were in. Went upstairs, uh, found Lee standing over his mother with a closed fist. Yeah. The mother was later hospitalized, reported that her son had punched her multiple times in... The head, while being investigated for this incident, separate allegations emerged regarding an incident involving the mother of Lee's child uh, from the from October of the previous year. In that case, Lee was accused of throwing a phone at the woman, striking her head and causing her ear to bleed. You know, we don't need to get into this, but it's it's bad. It's very bad. Um, yeah, yeah. Get up, get up, young man. Get help, get up, yep. young man. Before it's too, before you do something that you cannot say I'm sorry for. I mean, you've already done some things that you should be sorry for, you know, striking a woman, especially your mother and, and your baby's mother. That's, that's about as bad as it gets, you know, get, get, I hope somebody grabs this young man, somebody he will listen to and gets him help. Um, because, you know, his, his NFL career is, is done. You know, this, this young man that had, had the world body, you know, what uh, the dream of not just playing in the NFL, but being a first round draft pick making decent money first round draft picks you know your money's guaranteed so you're making decent money and this is what you reduce yourself to just seven years later mm-hmm. really yeah it's bad it and is that, bad. Tells me, there's, that tells me there's got to be some mental health issues involved here somewhere yeah that's pretty sad that's I, sad i hear you um all right so let's uh let's jump in here derek what we've been doing it's been a lot of fun uh and we'll do it leading all the way up until uh training camp begins here but we do our greatest series. So we look back at teams and we look at, you know, their, their greatest players that have ever played for them. I, I will say, you know, we did the lions yesterday and that was cool. And Barry Sanders, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed going through the dolphins today. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and looking back at them and it was hard to choose 10. I, I went a little over, I'll be honest with you, just because I wanted to mention some of these guys who I really liked when that I saw play when I was a kid, some of them. Um, but let, let's run through it. I, I think, I think we are probably going to have a consensus of the number one. I would think. Um, tell me if I'm if you're feeling any differently here. Dan Marino is number yep. one. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right, no good. Sixty-one thousand yards. Sixty-one thousand yards. Four hundred and twenty touchdowns. I mean, quickest release I ever saw, Gunner. 
I mean, it, it was it, it was back out. It was just no it, the, no it was machine like. And you talk about can throw it a country mile, but here's a, as as illustrious as his career was. You know, his com- career completion percentage was less than sixty percent. Was it really? Like fifty nine point four percent. Wow. You think about all the yards he threw for, all the touchdowns he threw, his completion percentage was 59.4%. The year he came out in the draft, four quarterbacks were taken ahead of him in that first round. That's um, that's amazing. I, I would have never thought that. I would, I would have thought he was definitely in the 60s. I would say the mid-60s. No, no. Huh. 59.4. Um, you know, he when he came out, there was the, the rumor about him I think it was uh, drugs, and that's why he dropped it. Oh, the there draft. were. There were all kinds of, of – Yeah. Yeah. I mean – About ma- marijuana and stuff, and that's why he dropped in the draft. But yep. the fact that, that Tony Easton and Ken O'Brien were taken ahead of him – Now, you say, okay, uh, that draft, John Elway was number one. Right. Jim Kelly would pick the 14th. Tony Easton, 15th. Ken O'Brien, 24th. Marino went 27th. Yeah. You talk about miscalculating oh, the draft board. Jeez. I know. Um, this, 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 I used to love watching him play, man. I mean, he would throw, he would throw a ton of passes, but you know, I tell you what, there was no finer passer in the game. Yeah. And you're right. That that release, oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, his form was just ridiculous. I mean, he was he was he was engineered properly by somebody at a young age, man. That's for sure. All right, who who would you go with? Go ahead. I'm sorry. He he took over he took over the starting position on that team in, in week six and led that team his rookie year to a twelve and four season. Jeez. Fist of twelve. Hey, and Tone, makes a, Tone makes a good point. The league average during that time for completion percentage was fifty-four to fifty-six percent. So maybe he wasn't that far off where things were, you know, when he broke. Well, he, he he was at the head of the class back then, but you think we don't even we don't even look it, it passes nowadays unless they complete 65%. Yeah, you're right. And here he is at the top of his game completing an average of 59%. <laughs> How uh, far so. the passing game has come. All right. We, now, we don't necessarily do these in order, but no, give, no. Me, give me give give me, me your next guy. Just just throw it out there. I would have to say Bob Greasy. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Greasy, you know, his first uh, three seasons, he threw more interceptions than touchdowns in the NFL. And then all of a sudden along came a new head coach named Don Shula who turned his career around and the rest is history in terms of this team going to three consecutive Super Bowls, winning two of them uh, in that time frame, and, and what Don Shula was able. And, and when you think about it, they didn't throw the ball as much back in the early seventies as they do now. No, not even close. Yeah. Well, and he had no. Zaka and kick too. So he was, there was a lot of, a lot of handoffs. Oh my goodness. But the dude was an eight-time Pro Bowler and a two-time All Pro, 1990 Hall of Famer. Um, Bob Greasy, you mentioned his name. He's still a god down in that area uh, for a lot of reasons. Efficient, protected the football, accurate passer when he was called upon and, and was so integral. That team was so dominant with Hall of Famers during that era, mm-hmm. but he was so integral to the success of that team um, winning those Super Bowls. So. He definitely had to make the list. That's a good one. That is a good one. Look, I, I'm going to throw Zach Thomas in there. I'll go a little okay. bit more new school. Um, nothing short of a tackling machine. Really, really good player. Uh, Hall of Famer. Got, just got in recently. 
his sister was married to Jason Taylor. Fun fact there. Gave you a yep. little fun fact. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I debated, I, frankly, between him and Jason Taylor. Like it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty close. I, 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 I think you throw them both in there, but uh, you can't really go wrong, but both absolute studs who played together for, you know, a good amount of time. The fact that Jason Taylor was picked in the third round oh. is crazy in itself. Out of Akron, I think. Out of a- University of Akron, and he finished his career with 131 sacks. Man. I mean, seriously. He was consider- he's basically still considered the best defensive player in the history of the Miami Dolphins. Zach Thomas is a great argument, but what Jason Tar- Taylor did coming off the edge, and teams feared playing that dude left and right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, He was a defensive player of the year in 2006. Hall of Famer in 2017. Um, had uh, recovered, mo- mo- what was it? Um, has the most recovered fumbles for a touchdown uh, for a defensive lineman with six in his career. He could do it all. Long, yeah. rangy, edge rusher, uh, consistently disruptive factor. Um, everything you wanted, you know, and here's a, here's a guy who they stole in the third round to get him. Great pick. What a great pick. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, well, let me, let me throw Zonka in there. I mean, you know, prototype battering Ram. Remember he had the little, the, the the little horseshoe thing right here on the face mask. Like this dude was as old school as it got and looking for contact. I mean, he wanted to punish you. This, this wasn't just a guy who was waiting to be tackled. He was going to take it to you. Uh, he, he was a he was a bad dude, Larry Zonka. Once he's lowered his shoulder pads, you could not square up on him. Um, it was like trying to get in front of an eighteen wheeler and slowing an eighteen wheeler down. Yep. Uh, I agree with I agree. Dan with says Dan shortest shortest dynasty, at great dynasty. Yeah, I mean three AFC titles, two Super Bowls, one of them's undefeated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, when you think about the Steelers dynasty, they won four in six years. Yep. You look at the you look at the Patriots dynasty was spread out over a span of 15 years. But you're right, in terms of just a short dominant dynasty, that offensive line is still arguably one of the top two or three offensive lines um in NFL history. And there's there's several of them that made my list because they were so good. I had I, one, two, I have three offensive linemen on my list from that era because they were they were just and dude, and back then. When you look at their offensive line, they were 255, 262, yeah. 263. And, and one guy who made my list when he was traded to Miami, he was 285. And Don Shula looked at him and said, how much do you weigh? He said 285. And Shula told him, you need to drop 20. Can you imagine? Now they're saying put 20 on. I mean, dude, you got edge rushers who are 265 now. We consider Kelsey and Jurgen small. They're both 300 yes. pounds. Yes, and back then, 255, 260 was about your average offensive lineman. You have one, you'd have one, one or two, and they were all like six one, six two. They weren't like six seven, yeah, six no, eight. They looked six, like somewhat normal human beings. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but but mentioning that, um, I had to put Larry Little on my list. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Larry Little was an undrafted free agent. Um, and dude, all he did was make the Dolphins look good. He came in there. You talk about a bulldozer in the run game. Yeah. Stout against the passing game. You couldn't move him. His drive blocking was incredible. Um, he would always use an opponent's leverage against him. 
all that during that era, all the Miami offensive line talked about how they would use an opponent's leverage against them. Mm-hmm. Um, which they would basically push them whichever way they wanted to go and, and have the play flow the other way. It was unbelievable how they assembled that offensive line period back in that era. And they stayed together, you know, back before free agency and all that stuff. You had nowhere to go, you know, unless they traded you or they cut you. Um, who was that D gun? Little was cut by the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was cut. Oh, so, oh he's an undrafted free agent. Undrafted cut by them, picked up by. You're by, right. He, right. he signed initially with the Chargers. Three games into the season, they traded him yeah. to the Dolphins. Right. Three games into his rookie year. And that's how he became a Miami Dolphin. Yeah, and the rest and Chargers got to be kicking themselves behind that. Oh but. God, I, I mean, are you kidding me? It's one of the all timers. Um, all right, well, look, stay on the offensive line. You know, Dwight Stevenson. Oh, Dwight Stevenson oh, was geez. a phenomenal, phenomenal player uh, for the Dolphins forever. He played a long time in the league, so he's a great center. You know, he ends up playing from from eighty to eighty seven for the Dolphins. But think about this: four first team All Pros. Yep. Uh, one second team all pro five pro bowls, all eighties team, NFL 100th anniversary team. The guy was dominant, dominant. And he was, he was a great player in college too at, uh, at Alabama. He had four consecutive all pro seasons. Well, that's all you need to know. Yep. I mean, you know, some guys, when they have, you have the all pro season, they're sprinkled throughout their career. This dude had four consecutive. He was that dominant, dominant of a player. Yeah. Um, you know what? I mean, just rock solid across the board. Bear Tech Bryant D- said he's the best center he ever coached. Who said that? that? Bear Bryant said that in college. He's the best center that he ever coached. My goodness, that- that's nice praise right there. Yeah. Um, staying on the offensive line. What about Bob Kuchenberg? Cooch is great. Absolutely, Kuchenberg is great. Yeah, I mean, Kuchenberg was just just the the definition of toughness on on, on that side. I mean, the definition of it was awesome. Played all fourteen years. Yeah. Uh, with with the Dolphins, um, rock rock steady uh, in every facet of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the offensive line coach was back then, but dude, he's got to go down as one of the greatest offensive line coaches in the history of the game. Yeah, when you yeah. think about the talent they had assembled, if I if, if I'm a quarterback for the Dolphins, I'm living a dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and the running backs. And it's not like Greasy or Marino were mobile. No, <laughs> yeah, so you needed some no. time. I know Marino got it off quick, but yeah, it, it, it was they were they were pocket passers for sure. Not good, yeah. All right. I'll give you a couple others here. Uh I'll go receiver. Paul Warfield yes. uh was a receiver on that that 72 team, you know, then that that era, that you know, that mini dynasty for sure. Um I'll, I'll throw two others. I love Duper and Clayton when I was a kid. The Marsh brothers. Oh yeah. my God, were they good? Yes, eighty-five and eighty-three. Man, that's that's their numbers. And Marino yeah. would just go up top, boom, zip, 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 and hit him all the time. It's great. Yeah, Clayton was with them for ten years. He had four seasons. He had double-digit touchdowns with that with that organization. That was a fun team to watch, man. When they had the, yeah. the Marsh brothers. Yep, Duper and Clayton. You're right. Throw it up one side of the field. Throw it up other side of the field. Let him go get it. Yeah, that that was a great era, man. Oh, and he, oh I'll, I'll, let me give a little love to Nick Bonacani too. He was a absolutely, you know, phenomenal player for so many years. He, he, we talked about him with Len Dawson. I love the guy as a when you know when he transitioned into the, you know, in, into TV and everything, and you know, did a lot of money. Ra- he raised a lot of money after his son, um, you know, was paralyzed in a football game. The, the I think it was called the Bona, Bonacani uh, project. You know, the, but he's he was 
you know, just a class act too in a lot of ways, Nick Bonacani. He you know, he know he spent his first seven Miami seasons. Project, I think it was called. Sorry. Yeah. He spent his first seven seasons with the Patriots. Yes. He even got to Miami. His first season his first season in Miami, he makes it to, as a pro bowler and an all pro the same season. And they thought he was cooked. They thought he was done. Exactly. Yeah. They, did. they thought they thought they thought his better days were behind him. And he says, Oh no, I got something to show you. Mm-hmm. Um another guy I have to put on there is Cameron Wake. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Wake was undrafted, uh, started his career in the CFL, didn't get to Miami until 2009, but in terms of just speed, power, agility, mm-hmm. he finished his career in Miami with 98 sacks. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of sacks. A lot of sacks, dude. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he's not a, he's not like a household name, but if you if you watch the game of football, Cameron Wake, you go, oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, he had a good career. But he was yeah. a good one. He was yeah. definitely a good one. I like Eagles fan has two good ones. I don't know if they quite make the list, but but good nonetheless. Sam Madison and, and Sertan, yeah. Sertan Sr. were studs. Very good players. Yeah, I like that. That's all I had. I yeah, that was uh, did I mention Richmond Webb? Uh no, you didn't. He's another one who deserves, I think, some some love and some acknowledgement for what kind of player he was for sure. Um, you know, another good offensive lineman. So they've had their share, right, during that that time period. All right, this is interesting. Just to just to get off of the um, football thing for a minute, you remember the Phillies uh, had a game that was canceled a couple weeks back because of air or postponed because of air quality. Yep. Apparently, the air quality in Chicago is really bad today. Now, it's not bad enough, at least as of right now, where the game's going to be postponed. But there was some consideration given to it. What, I wonder what's causing it. Just the city smog, or what? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen anything further, but I, I just saw where, um, you know, the Cubs said basically Major League Baseball makes this call. We're not there yet. As of right now, the game is still on. So they're, they're hoping that they're going to play this thing. Well, yeah. at least as much as you wanted an afternoon game, at least <laughs> it's a night game, you know, so they have plenty of time to make this decision and hopefully the quality picks up by nightfall. But I wonder what led to this. Now, we understand bigger cities have more smog issues. You know, New York, Chicago, uh, uh, Los Angeles, cities like that. They have major smog issues. But yeah. I, I, I wish I could find out. Uh, who is it? Uh, Kevin Zavar saying the wildfire. Are we still talking about the Canada wildfires? They're still burning? I I would assume it's – I don't know. I, I, maybe it is the same. I'm not sure. You know, it was weird. It was really strange here. Um, so here – okay, I'm looking at it right now. So this is according to, let's see. Okay, Paul Sullivan, who covers the the Cubs for the Chicago Tribune, says tonight's game is still on. Only commissioner's office and players union can decide to postpone due to air quality issues as they did last week or last month, excuse me, for the Phillies and the Yankees. But as of right now, they are still a go. So the Scott Lauber from the Inquirer says air quality issues in Chicago classified by air now as very unhealthy, though not close to the hazardous level that we experienced a few years ago or a few weeks ago in Philly. So right now we're still on, Gunner. I got to check and see if these – I wonder if this stuff's still coming down from Canada. Right. I want to – let's see. Yeah. yeah. That's a good question. So Sills asks a question. Better backup Earl Morrill or Foles Morrill backed up Greasy in 72. Greasy broke his ankle. Uh, in 72 Ooh. and then came back 
and and was the quarterback in the Super Bowl. Uh, he also backed up Unitas, and really he he was he was kind of the starter. And then Unitas came in in Super Bowl three. Yep. Um, and he won the league MVP. I, I got to go with Foles simply because Foles was on the field and won it and dueled Brady. I got to go Foles in, in that situation. And I'm not being, you know, a homer here because he was on the field. Whereas Greasy came in and quarterbacked against Washington. And then Earl Mora was kind of benched for Unitas in 69 with the Colts. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Foles. That's a tough one. Uh, Morrow comes in as a backup and wins the league MVP. Foles wins the Super Bowl against the goat. Against the goat, I'm gonna have to, and had to put up 41 points in the process. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to lean towards Foles. I, yeah. Foles, I really am. Yeah, Foles just happened to be in the right offense at the right time, um, and everything fell into place for him. And look at his career since he's left Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, he, he everywhere else is kryptonite for him. Yeah, you know. Uh, even when he was in Jacksonville, when he had a starting job, he couldn't hold on to it. Nope. He got injured. I went down there and interviewed him. Yeah, you know, gets injured, couldn't hold on to a starting job, came back and lost it permanently after that. Amazing. It's been a wow. weird journey, hasn't it? For Nick, I mean, the highest of highs and then some some real lows. Now he's made wow. a lot of money in the process. Well, at least at least he got a ring out of it. I give him that. Yeah, a ring and a, and a nice uh, nice bank account. Yeah, uh, there are worse things. That's for sure. Uh, all right. So according to Jake, good job out of Jake here. Uh, so he said, according to ABC seven in Chicago, the poor yeah. air quality is from those wildfires in Canada. Thank you. Jake. Yeah, yeah. I, I just looked it up and uh, it, they made reference to the fact that just Google and said, the, uh, I can't believe it's been what over a week, almost two weeks. Those fires yeah. have been burning. Yeah, that's like Northern California fires. Man. Northern California will have these wildfires that are burned for weeks at a time and cause all these landslides and communities up in the mountains of Northern or in the Hill region of Northern California have to evacuate their homes. That's unbelievable. And let's face it. Canada is heavily wooded from one end of the country to the other. Um, There's no question about, you know, 11, 17 says months. Fires have been consistently burning for months. My goodness. That's scary. It is scary stuff. All right, let's step aside here, Derek. We're going to come back. Uh, we'll do birthdays. We'll do movies. We'll get to a couple other, a uh, couple other odds and ends as well. So we'll hit all those things when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you about Razor Technology, IT infrastructure. IT infrastructure environments are more complex and heterogeneous than ever before. Consequently, teams struggle to respond to pressing issues with the speed necessary to promote positive business results and the data that powers predictive monitoring and automation is left unexploited. Razor technology addresses this challenge with a holistic approach that connects every part of an organization's technology assets, enabling proactive and secure IT operations without sacrificing the agility that drives innovation. Razor technology automates monitoring and management to bolster IT teams that are feeling stretched thin. And it improves auditing and reporting procedures so that actionable insights find their way to the leaders that need them most. Save time and money on your IT and cloud services and secure your organization with leading end-to-end infrastructure solutions by calling Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. 
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Welcome back in, everybody. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis hanging out with you. All right, a couple things. LSU wins the College Baseball World Series. Uh, just just unbelievable power display last night. They beat Florida uh, two games to one in that, so they are the champions. Uh, beyond that, Mets owner Steve Cohen will have a presser tomorrow ahead of the game uh, today, uh, ahead of the game. Uh, we'll have a presser ahead of the game Wednesday to address some of the team's struggles. So, uh-oh, uh-oh. Did we show Walter on the, on the, on the guillotine? They, they lost again last night. Yeah, they did. Matter of fact, the Brewers got one key hit, a two-run homer. That was a game, two to one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's not looking good there. I can tell you that for show Walter. I mean, when, when you have that kind of payroll – Somebody's got to pay the price. They just do. And it's, it's, they're going to be paying the price. I mean, he's going to be paying the price soon, I, I think. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening there. Um, you know, beyond that, in, in the, I mentioned that the Phillies got to play the Cubs tonight. Um, then they get after that the Nats and then it's the, the Rays and the Marlins. So their schedule gets a little bit tougher for sure uh, coming up. Um, beyond that, let's do a little, let's do a little birthdays. Hey, wait, wait. Do we get a? Do we get any pictures for today or no? Because I'm looking at uh Mara Armstrong. I submitted. Hey Tone, I submitted pics yesterday, bro. What's up, y'all playing? Um, uh, I don't know. Did we get one? 
I think Tone had a hard time opening that one, I believe. Oh, um, oh, okay. I believe that was the one um, that he couldn't open. So let me just check. So Tone's updating us on the chat. Yeah, the link didn't work. Yeah. So here's what I would say. If you could, uh, and Tone, put up the, uh, please put up the email address uh, where people can send stuff to us. Um, I'm glad you reminded me, Derek. Thank you. Yep. Um, so if you could, uh, if you could resend that with a different link, uh, Maria, we'll, we'll, we'll try to open that bad boy up. Uh, Sports take Jacob at gmail.com, maybe with a different link so we can open it. And I encourage anybody uh, to send us, you know, pictures, whether it's um, a picture of yourself. You know, we, we had some fun with the childhood to now present day. That was kind of cool. If you have any questions for us, something, you know, regarding the show, uh, maybe you'd like to see whatever the case may be, just let us know, hit us up. Uh, and we're happy to happy to take some of the, uh, the best ones there. Uh, that's for sure. All right, got it. You want to do some birthdays here? Oh, for sure. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, born on this day in 1880, Helen Keller. Helen mm. Keller was blind and deaf and became the ver- the first person who was blind and deaf to receive their bachelor's degree. Yes. And we, of course, incredible story, uh, life story, which she wrote about and authored a lot of other stuff as well. She authored I mean, 12 books. What a force. What a force. Just an incredible story. Uh, Toby Maguire, who played, uh, you know, Spider-Man, among a lot of others. He was in Seabiscuit. He was in a lot of different things uh, over the years. He's 48 years old, is Toby Maguire. Her, the singer Her, H-E-R, is 26 years old. She's also in a lot of commercials now, a lot of nationwide commercials, if you've seen her. And uh, I think is she in a, I think she's in a spot with Mark Cuban, too, mm-hmm. uh, as well. So, uh, 37 years old, uh, Sam, uh, Clayton, who is an actor, British actor in the hunger games, hunger games, among other things. Yes. Um, Chloe Kardashian is 39 years old today. Uh, JJ Abrams, who has directed, uh, you know, star Trek, uh, star Wars, and he was the, I think the producer and possibly director as well. The, the TV show lost. He's done a lot of different things. Mission impossible three mission yep. impossible three. Yep. Uh, he's 57. Lori Morgan, the country singer is 64 years old. Yep. Uh, today Ross Perot. Remember he had a little, he ran, was at 92. I think he ran for president <laughs> H, H yep. Ross Perot, who was a billionaire. Uh, he ran on the, what was, was it the independent party ticket or the, Oh God, I'm trying to remember what it was, but he, he put a little, he made a little run. He made yeah, he some did. noise. Yes, he he made did. a little noise. All right. You may not know the name, uh, Bob Keishan. Bob yeah. Keishan was born in 1927. Captain Kangaroo. I grew up watching that show. Captain Kangaroo, man. It was on all the time in the morning. Uh, he, he was, uh, he was really good. It was a good show. Mr. Green Jeans. Uh, Captain Kangaroo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good stuff, Captain Kangaroo. All right. The fashion designer, uh, Vera Wang. Did you know she was also a champion figure skater and skater? Yes. In the you know, I, I did an interview with her and uh, Christina Lurie. She, oh, wow. in, in 2003, uh, the Eagles' first season in the new stadium, the Link. Uh, I was covering a preseason game there, and um, she's the one who designed the Eagles cheerleading outfits. She and Christina Lurie were good friends. Okay. So I'm standing there on the sideline interviewing 
Her and Christina Lurie side by side. Yeah, so that's how I got to meet Vera Wang. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think she was she competed in the 68 Olympics in figure skating. Yeah. Um uh Julia Duffy, who was in Newhart, uh, among a lot of other stuff, is 72 years old today. Uh Jim Edmonds, longtime center fielder for the Angels and the Cardinals, uh, in Major League Baseball, 53 years old, was a heck of a fielder. That guy, man, he could go after it. Um, George Raveling who was a coach at Washington at Iowa, yep. among other places. Uh, he's 86. He also is a graduate of Villanova. He played at Villanova. You, you know what his claim to one of his claim to fame is Derek. What? He has the actual copy yep. of the, I have a dream speech yep. from Martin Luther King. He was there that day as a student at Villanova and that he served as sort of like uh, one of the guards that day. And he, as, as Martin Luther King was kind of getting his stuff and, and getting out of there, you know, I, I think he might've even said to him like, Hey, do you want this? And George Ravel was like, yeah, I'll take it. And he's had it since then. It's pretty cool. Um, our former colleague, Ron Burke and photographer, Jerry Hines went out to his home in Los Angeles and did a story with him on it mm-hmm. years ago. And they won uh, they won an award for that, for that uh, piece they did on him. But yeah, it was a great, fascinating story about how he got the actual speech. Yeah, that's, that's what cool. I did know that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the great pole player, Willie Moscone, who was oh, yeah. born in Philadelphia. A guy who was, I felt like when I was a little kid, he was always on ABC Wide World of Sports. Yep. Yeah, doing his thing, trick shots and all that kind of stuff. Um, what else? That's all I have, birthdays. What else do you have? Uh, former Eagle Jordan Hicks is 31 today. Okay. Uh, cornerback DJ Hayden. Um is uh, 33 today. Mm-hmm. Jordan Hicks is 31. DJ Hayden, 33. Brad Childress ah. is 67 today. Uh, Bobby Wagner of Seattle, 33. Mm-hmm. Former NBA great point guard. I covered him back in the early 80s. Craig Hodges is uh, yeah. three today. Uh, Dick the Bruiser. Back in the day of the AWA wrestling, it was Dick the Bruiser and his cousin, the Crusher. <laughs> I used to love watching Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher. Mm-hmm. Go at it, man. Uh-huh. Uh, he was born on this day in 1929. Uh, Joseph Sakura plays a great villain role in this series, Power. That's on, uh, I believe, Showtime. Okay. Um, he played great, great, like a thug type guy. Excellent actor. He's 47 a day. Uh, Alana Mats- uh, Masterson from The Walking Dead is 35. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Madeline Sweeten, who plays on Everybody Loves Raymond, is 32. Uh, Matthew Lewis from the Harry Potter movie series is 34. And uh, Jordan Alvarez, a DH left fielder for the Houston Astros, is 26. Okay. All right. Yeah, we know who he is. That's for sure. All right. So uh, let's go movies. Uh, Running Scared, 1986. Mm. Billy Crystal and Jeffrey uh, Gregory Hines, which I, I was a really good movie. I enjoyed that movie. Um 1973, Live and Let Die, another James Bond classic right there. Yep. Uh, Live Free or Die Hard, and part of the Die Hard series, 2007. Yep. With Bruce Willis, 1990, Days of Thunder, uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, 2014, Transformers, Age of, uh, of Expansion. Extinction. Extinction, excuse me. Uh, 2008, Wall-E. Yep, good animated movie. Yeah. Uh, 2003, 28 Days Later. That was a good movie. Um, it was. And uh, Baby Boy uh, yep. from, from 2001. 
That's all I had movie-wise. Dude, the, the cast in the movie Baby Boy, you had Snoop Dogg, you had Tyrese Gibson, Monique, Omar Gooding Jr. Yeah. Uh, great cast in that movie. Uh, yep. One, also Angelina Jolie came out in 2008. Uh, really good movie. I love that movie. Want it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's it uh, as far as the movies go. And yeah, look, tomorrow uh, we keep this thing rolling. Uh, we'll, we'll continue with our Eagles discussions uh, that we've had. Certainly dive into the Phillies and the series against the Cubs with Ranger Suarez tonight. I mentioned this earlier, but uh, Suarez in June has a one. Where did I put it here? Uh, 1.04 ERA with 25 strikeouts and seven walks. So he's been, I don't know if there's much argument. He's been the Phillies best pitcher. Yeah. I give Taiwan Walker credit. He's gotten his act together too. Um, but Suarez has pretty been pretty unhittable. One other thing to keep in mind, um, when you're looking at this game tonight, um, we know it's been a bit of a struggle here for, uh, for Bryce Harper. Okay. He hits well in Chicago. His last 100 at bats, he's hitting 350 with a 1.035 OPS. If, if he if he doesn't hit well in Chicago this series, that's the omen that this team is going to struggle all year long. For me, that's an omen. They you're saying say, you're saying he's going to. He, in other words, this is what it's going to be for him. Is that what you mean? Well, no, I'm just saying this is another omen that this team may not be as good as we thought it was. If they get if he. Uh, th- it's got to turn around at some point, man. They've yeah. got to put together a 10, 12 game win streak somewhere. Cincinnati did it. Why can't the Phillies do it? Yeah, no, look, I, and I hear you. Um, and that's, you know, Cincinnati's been one of the great surprises so far uh, this season. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, all you're looking for is a little bit more consistency. And uh, look, this is a team that the Phillies should beat tonight, especially with the guy who they have going on the mound. And when they take them, yeah. If, if they don't play tonight, I don't want to be around Rob Ellis tomorrow. If they that don't play be. tonight. No, and number crazy. two, they could make history tonight. When have you ever heard of history? Two teams having games canceled because of uh, bad air quality. Never. In the same season. Never. I can't remember it. Nope. I've never heard of it. No, me either. Me either, my friend. All right, that's going to do it for us. I want to thank Tone DeShields, producer of the program. Tone, great job as always, my man. Thanks, everybody, in the chat section. We appreciate your participation. Yes, uh, everybody streaming. Everybody listening, you guys are the best. So don't go anywhere. You got three hours coming up of the National Football Show with Dan Silly. Yes, by the way, send us your emails. Sportstakejacob at gmail.com. Sportstakejacob at gmail.com. Hit us up. We love the pictures. We love the participation. We're always trying to get you involved. So sportstakejacob at gmail.com. All right, that's going to do it for us. For Derek Gunn, I'm Rob Ellis. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are Sports Take. See you tomorrow, same time. Peace. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.